This is Two Dudes and a Six Pack with your hosts, Grayson and Chris. Tight, 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 yeah. That's good. Join us as we cover a six pack of topics from booze Excellent. to pop culture. Inconceivable. So, pull up a chair and crack open a beer as we discuss the best. Here's to feeling good all the time. Of the worst. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Hey, hey, everybody, we are back. Two dudes in a six-pack podcast is back and better than ever for the new year. Happy holidays. Hope you guys had an awesome new year. We got a great show for you, uh, we think. I mean, we, I guess we haven't done it yet, so it, it could suck, but we'll find out. Um, but anyways, without further ado, we got myself, Grayson, here, and along with me for the ride is your friend and mine, Chris. That's right. What's up, everybody? It's 2018. That's kind of crazy, but... Uh... Here we are. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> yes, the nope. dumpster fire of 2017 is officially over. Yes, yes. And we're here with you for booze and pop culture, a little bit of both, especially today because we're doing our we're doing something I think is pretty cool. We haven't done this yet. Maybe we'll make it an annual thing or who knows. But we're we're calling it our wine and cheese episode and so we will be doing a little whining while we're drinking some wine and we're going to talk about some cheesiness while potentially eating some cheese so feel free to crack open some wine and eat some cheese along with us <laughs> that's right yes so uh, and it doesn't have to be good stuff either because you'll you'll find out that i i went super super low ball on my choices <laughs> well let's get into your choices what, what are your choices for today Okay, so thinking about this whole wine and cheese thing, I'm a, uh, I probably referenced this before, but I'm a parent, so I, as all parents are, they don't have a lot of time to just do some wine and, and cheese uh, days, and it, and it seems like the days when I had zero money were the days when I was buying more expensive wine and more expensive cheese uh, <laughs> yeah. than I am right now, but, but I went with a more, okay, working parent, um, what do you have on hand? You want to just have a wine and something night. So I'm going with little tiny bottles of the Gallo family billiards nice. uh, that I can find for about two bucks, a little tiny bottle. Mm-hmm. I've got a Pinot Grigio, a white Zinfandel and a Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, nice. And I'm going to pair it with, uh, with various kid snacks because <laughs> that's basically all parents have around anyways. Hey, there's some fantastic kid snacks out there now. So, I mean, it might not be good for your waistline, but they're fantastic kid snacks. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I can't, I mean, I'm a parent, so I can, you know, buy the stuff without uh, embarrassment in the, in the grocery stores, but don't knock it. You oh, know, I, I have a, no shame with the Cheez-Its or the goldfish. Or it's like, don't, I don't care. Judge me. If you don't like this, yeah. this is on you, not me. <laughs> right. Although, so for Christmas, like my mom always like gives me like sweets or snacks or whatever. Whatever. Like I always know if I'm on a like some kind of like not candy diet or whatever, that it's gonna be absolutely destroyed by my mother's yes. uh, like whatever. <laughs> this year did not disappoint. <laughs> I uh, I opened up this little gift. And it is a two-pound solid Snickers bar, like oh, like, like nice. not individual <laughs> Snickers for two pounds, an actual two-pound singular Snickers bar. It, it just like, <laughs> like thanks, mom. 
this is like a nice 3,000 calorie bomb that's going to like just kill right. my. <laughs> right. Like, I got diabetes now. Diabetes. So I. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, man. You could use that thing as a doorstop. Oh, that yeah. That slowly becomes a it, doorstop. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it was solid. And I kind of wish it was like one of those the, an ice cream Snickers. Like if it was a two pound yeah. ice cream Snickers bar, oh, that would have been like gone in 30 seconds. Was it was it like a brick size Snickers? Yes, like an actual like log Snickers, like something <laughs> it actually you would like cut to serve pieces to. Right. Like, it's right. just, I mean, you could double fist the Snickers and it was still like wouldn't even come close to holding the whole thing. It was mammoth, and I didn't even realize like it was a giant Snickers bar until like one day, just like okay, I'll have a Snickers, and I go and open it. It's like. <laughs> no, like, this is this is one Snickers. One, this is just not like a bunch of. I thought it was like a bunch of fun size Snickers, like like right. two at a time or something. No, no, no. I mean, it was a fun size. It was a fun size Snickers, just <laughs> yeah, one yeah, giant. One. My six hundred pound life, fun size Snickers. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but I'm I'm not going with the Snickers tonight. I have my wines of uh, various vintage. I nice. I as well went with. I have two of the individual serving. These these are great. Um, of course, I always feel like the serving's a little too small. Like I got this, I'm like, this feels a little small. Honestly. Yeah. But it is a it is a Copa Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, uh, nice. Had had the pop top on it. We've been uh, you know phrasing the pop top since probably for the last decade at least. At least. Probably yes. maybe 15 years or so. Um, right. So I got that. I have a cupcake um, bottle of, I believe, um, sparkling wine. Yes, it is so champagne. Nice. Switched it up. And I had this around the house. I'm like, you know what? I haven't used this maybe since I bought it years ago. But I got some rice wine sake. I figured I'd. Uh, oh, I like it. I figured, yeah. I was like, oh, here's here's an opportunity for me just to drink some sake, and it's it's, it's wine. So. It's wine. It's wine. The last time I had sake, I ruined sake for the rest of my life. I think, <laughs> unfortunately, it was uh, it was a cheap bottle of it for uh, one, which okay. is never a good thing. Uh-huh. It wasn't ice cold for two, so I didn't serve it properly, and I ended up going to. Um, some party, I think that I think it was maybe at uh, Katina's house. Oh no! Uh, where they had this uh, the good old jungle juice bowl, and I drank a ton of jungle juice, which is basically <laughs> just dipping a cup into like a, a mystery batch of alcohol. If if anybody's wondering what that is, yeah. I followed it up after being three sheets <laughs> with the crappy sake uh-huh. and just had a horrible night. Is that Can't the night that we broke into the ninety nine bananas bottle too? Oh man, I don't. It might be. And then we ended that, up at that was just a. <laughs> then ended up at Theo's in like a snowstorm, yes. and just it was like a right. literal blizzard. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah just... We can't condone uh, drinking and driving under any circumstances, but I will say if you're if you're going to do it, uh, <laughs> doing it in a in the worst snowstorm in decades is probably the safest way to do it. Oh yeah, because everyone else is slipping and sliding too. Exactly. Not that and we drove. It very well could have been somebody else that took us to Theo's, which is like a one of those twenty-four hour just diners. Right. Right. That's true. That, we might have even taken a bus. I don't even remember. 
<laughs> we were that three sheets to the uh, uh, to the snowstorm. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I got my Copa. I'm gonna go with the Copa Cabernet Sauvignon first. Okay. And, nice. Yeah, I'm just gonna uh, enjoy this. All right. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the only time I ever drink wine is when it's cheap. <laughs> that's like me too. We were on a very we were on a collision course where it was either gonna go beer or wine for a while. Like this could be a very different podcast right now. That's right. Yeah, there. This was a time though when there was a lot of our of wine stuff already. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of out there, so we kind of went the beer route. Yeah, and like that was back in the day where you didn't find a lot of beer. I mean, this was before the micro brew brew pub explosion, and it was like. You could find like ten different kinds, and if it didn't have like Budweiser or Miller on it, it was like, "What is this mystery drink?" Right, right. So, but yeah, I think we made the right call. I think so too. I think so too. Did you did you take a sip of your cab? I have. It's not too bad. I mean, granted, I had it in the refrigerator, so I mean, I'm sure it's there you go. cheap. Yeah. It's it's a little sweeter than I thought it would be, but. Uh, I can't remember if cab's supposed to be dry or sweet. <laughs> Perfectly honest. Dude, I right, I've I have no idea. I've no clue. The, the little amount of research that I did for this uh, episode regarding wine and, and wine pairings, um, I just was like, what order are you supposed to drink it in? From <laughs> and it's light to dark, uh-huh. and then the crazy stuff that I got to to go with it. I was like, is this even gonna work in some realm of imagination? And and yes, kind of. Okay. So yeah. I did not. I don't know how you're supposed to serve these things. I'm also just going to drink these straight out of a little bottle. Oh, yeah. That's I, what I'm I feel doing. like, yeah, there's there's no point. We're not, um, this is a uh, work night kind of situation for yeah. like a working parent. You're not going to spend the time with an actual uh, decanter or <laughs> uh, legit, you know, wine glass. I'm not on a date or an anniversary uh, dinner with this situation. Yeah. Um, so I, I started with the Pinot Grigio and I took a little sip of it too. And I'm like, I don't even know how to describe this. Yeah. I'm so used to describing the beers that I'm like, I'm just going to butcher this. Any wine fan out there is going to be so upset at this episode. I think. Mm-hmm. Hey, but we're devoting a whole episode to wine. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we could easily, I mean, we're not trying to butcher it no. and you're absolutely right. The little servings on these things, there's no way this is a two-serving bottle. Is that what it says? I've had two sips, and it's basically done. Yeah. It says two-serving? It says it's got two cups in it. Oh, man. That's not even enough to cause a birth defect. Come on, man. That's what I, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's a California Pinot Grigio. Um, apparently, it goes okay with with mozzarella. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm pairing mine with the old school mozzarella cheese string cheese. Nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, tastes fine to me. I think I like the cheese more than the wine a little bit, but <laughs> we gotta have like that saltiness of the cheese to go with the wine. Right. Yeah. I enjoy. But I that. guess as far as cheesiness goes, you know, this is good with the Pinot Grigio mozzarella. Yeah. I enjoy that this this plastic single serving of wine makes sure to let you know that it is American because I'm sure France would bottle their wine in single serving plastic cups. I, I have a feeling that'd be a no no. Right. Like, right. Just going out just going out there on a limb. I mean, even the four ninety nine 
uh, Carlos Rosé bottles of wine come in a glass jug. Like, they don't, <laughs> they're not going to the plastic route. No, no, definitely not. Have you seen the, the cans of wine where it, they look like beer cans, but it's wine? I haven't. I have not seen those, but that's not a bad idea. You yeah. can't take glass everywhere. Yeah. And the boxes don't always travel well either. I think that's fantastic. Like if you're at the beach and they let you have, uh, you know, cans of stuff but not glass bottles, I mean, that's fantastic. Sometimes. That's fant- that is fantastic. I've got friends that don't like beer at all. Yeah. But and maybe are, are a bit of a wine snob, but on a beach day, I feel like they would they would get down in the sand with you and take their little cans of wine out on the boat or yeah. wherever. Heck, I'd have a can of wine. I mean, you'd get wasted faster. Oh, a can of wine is right up my alley as I mean, well. A twelve ouncer of of wine. I mean, that's that's like two servings of wine right there. That's right. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm all for that. I almost got it, but I didn't really feel like spending six bucks on a single can. So I... <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. I, I would have spent here. six bucks on a nice micro brew, but uh, <laughs> again, sorry, sorry, wine fans, but it just, it does, does not really capture my attention. Yeah. <laughs> well, while we enjoy our wine, we wanted to get into um, some of our whining. We're going to get the whining right off the bat so you guys don't have to deal with it later. Um, right. So I don't know because you know we do a lot of pop culture stuff. I wanted we wanted to get into like some of the Marvel TV stuff that's on Netflix, and some of the Netflix stuff is fantastic, and other others of it is just like, what the hell are you guys doing? And we wanted to specifically focus on like the Defenders that series and the other like the standalone um, character series, and just like. I don't know what's going on, what we like about it, what we don't like about it, because that's like a major staple of uh, what Netflix is doing, at least for now. And, and then it'll all go over to the Disney streaming service in like a year. Yeah. So, you know, once once Disney gets that up and running. Yeah, I'll say this. Uh, I'll say this. When I heard Daredevil was coming to Netflix as a Netflix exclusive, I was already a Netflix subscriber. So for me, I was just excited about it in general. That would have been enough for me to sign up if I wasn't. Uh-huh. I, I, it looked awesome. Uh, I've always liked the Daredevil characters. The Ben Affleck movies never did him any justice. Although I did like Jennifer Garner as Electra, just uh, as an aside. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, it's like he's a cool character that I don't think has gotten the right kind of treatment. And an episodic format just made so much sense. Right. And, and also, then you're in a Netflix area where you can maybe push the limits a little bit from an audience standpoint because you don't have all the uh, limitations that you might on a, on a cable network. Cause right. Marvel's tried to do this before, you know, there was like that shield television series on ABC. Uh-huh. that was okay in spots, but not okay in general. Um, so anyway, I was super excited when I was to hear that that was coming. And then I'm also was happy when they tried to loop it into this universe. Right. I think Marvel's done a cool job with that. Um, but it's it's missed the mark in a few spots. Yeah, and we should say uh, we're coming at this. Chris was like very much the the comic book kind of sore, and I, I just didn't grow up on comic books. Like nobody around me really read them, so I didn't either. So we got two di- kind of two different perspectives. I'm no now. I mean, a little bit. I think I actually own like 
Daredevil number like four, the comic book for some reason. Um, <laughs> nice. So yeah. I got that. <laughs> um, but other than that, and like the yeah, the Ben Affleck stuff, just no prior knowledge of the character. So keep that into perspective a little bit when we're talking about this stuff. Um, but actually, so when I first saw Daredevil, I actually. I really, really dug the first season. Like, when I watched it, I was like, this is, like, the best just comic book material stuff I've seen or just the way it's done, the way it's shot in a long time. Like, I liked it a lot better than a lot of the, the, the Marvel movies that were coming out at the time. I just Maybe it was just, yeah, the episodic way it did it, but I just liked the way that they established the characters. I thought, yep. for the most part, the story was good. I liked... I like that he didn't have like crazy superpowers. Like I, I, I was looking kind of for more stuff like that. Yeah, but... he's. He, you could kind of relate to him a little bit, right? Uh, you know, and it, it's a little cool too because, uh, you know, he has to play out having this disability as part of um, his alter ego, so to speak, which is totally different than any other hero out there. Right. You know, he's blind. But not really, right? Because his his heightened senses and all the other stuff kind of helps him um, make sense of what's around him way better than anybody else can yeah. anyway. But it just adds a – he's a cool character for that reason. You know, Superman putting on a, a pair of glasses and pretending to be a reporter, you know, whatever, right? He seems like an everyman, but Daredevil to have to – pretend to be a real person and, and he actually does his job yeah. like a real person right like he's actually trying these cases as a lawyer and trying to to, to get a good result i mean i don't know have we ever seen a, a clark kent yeah. <laughs> daily how, uh, planet article yeah, like, yeah. i don't think it a, exists. a clark kent exclusive how has he not been fired like i don't know i don't know of all uh, the superheroes how is the guy that like in the newspaper industry not even dude you haven't written one thing yet <laughs> like, nothing like what does he do like what do you... i don't know who, who has he interviewed right you know yeah <laughs> like matt lauer with like the sex button in his office and people just like the sex button. don't talk about it they're just like <laughs> no he's that's clark Kent. we just let him kind of do his thing just don't say much about it yeah yeah like like the women in the office like him fine just, just <laughs> right let it go we're gonna have a really yes. awkward cold bathtub sex scene with uh, lois lane in the movie and just like call it good right you know that, that's it that's it yeah yeah we gotta make uh, him seem human somehow right right but it's also cool and this i think is testament to the daredevil character where you know somebody like you that doesn't have a lot of backstory can still enjoy that series you know they did a really good job with that first season of daredevil yeah like so I actually watched. Uh, I saw the Jessica Jones first. <clears throat> I saw that this that series first. I think I just watched it because I liked the actress. <clears throat> excuse me, when she was on Breaking Bad, like I thought she was yeah, she was great yeah. on that show, and I was like, oh, it's she's on uh, like this. Mo- what, what's that? Ritter, right? What's her first name? Her last name's Ritter. Oh, oh, the actual actress. I I don't even know. Yeah, I I can't remember, but I like her a lot too. Yeah. Sorry if, if she's ever listening to this later <laughs> on in the future. Yeah, when Chris and I are like super famous, and you know, right. and, you know, and everyone's talking right. about this podcast, and they're going into our yeah. back catalog, um, you know. But yeah, I I really dug her in Breaking Bad, and 
Like, just the idea, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, I was kind of looking for the Marvel stuff that didn't have a whole lot of superpowers, so I was a little like, oh, okay, she's, she's super strong, okay. Um, but I, I don't know, I like the way it was shot, the the bad guy was kind of eh for me for the actual thing, but that, after that, I was like, okay, I'll watch the Daredevil, and then I really got into that, I really like how they did it, the character development I thought was pretty good. Um, and then I think, you know, after that, the second season came out and I loved how they brought Punisher in. I thought that was maybe the best part of that second se- uh, season was how they brought Punisher in. Yes. Sprinkled throughout. And I even liked how they brought Elektra in because I knew of Elektra because of the, the, you know, the Jessica Gardner and all that stuff. And so at first when I, when they, when she popped up, I kind of like rolled my eyes like really bad, like, ugh. Right. Okay. Right. We're going there, but I didn't like. I liked it actually. I at, at the end, I liked how they what they did with it, and just the introduction of Punisher in it, I thought was great. So, pretty much through the end of season two of Daredevil, I really dug it, and Jessica Jones was all right. I at least liked the character for that. So, what about yeah? And were you okay through those that stuff at least? Yeah, yeah. In the pantheon of the Netflix stuff. My favorite thing is, is Daredevil season one. Uh, and then it's maybe a tie between Jessica Jones and season two of mm-hmm. Daredevil. Uh, and then I think it's maybe the, I, I'm torn with like the, the ones that follow after that. It's probably going to be either Punisher or maybe the defenders after that. Right. Um, but I'm not all the way through Punisher. So I don't want to like, throw my you know two cents on on that completely uh but yeah i mean the jessica jones stuff i think you're you're kind of spot on a lot of people like that one actually i think critically a lot of people liked cage more than they liked some of these other ones which i found a little bit strange i I love the actor i believe looking uh prior to us recording the jessica jones is actually the first i believe just marvel thing in general for tv that's won an emmy like I think right. it, it might be the yeah. only one so far that's won an Emmy. I couldn't tell you what the Emmy's in, but it's won some Emmy. Won something. Yeah. So the critics have obviously grown, you know, on Jessica Jones, and that character is, has got a good cult following uh-huh. too. Um, she started off in this book called Alias. It was written by this guy named Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, it was really kind of a mature type of uh, setting. Um, push the limits as far as like what you could do in a comic book. And I think some of that translated over into her series. Okay. But at the end of it, like her as a character was very much the whole point of it. Cause Kilgrave was kind of okay. Um, but he was kind of a throwaway villain. If you think about it, right. Just some guy that can kind of manipulate minds. Although some of those scenes were really creepy. Uh-huh. It got old a little bit for me. I'm like, yeah. I'm surprised that yeah. he can kind of carry this through. 13 episodes uh or whatever it ended up being um but yeah her and i like trish too the best friend oh Um, yeah i think she needs to be in there because jessica is such a dark uh kind of character although somebody that i honestly wouldn't mind sitting down and having a bunch of cheap wine with at the end of the day yeah yeah i could like Um, yeah just knock some yeah bring her out just have her drink her pint of bad whiskey and just like let's right. shoot the right. shit, man. Yeah, yeah. As long as she doesn't throw me through, you know, a wall <laughs> for saying something stupid. Yeah, and know, I thought they they introduced the uh, Nicholas Cage character well. 
not Nicolas Cage, the Luke Cage uh, Luke. character. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the Nicolas Cage, Cage character. <laughs> the Luke Cage. I thought they introduced that really well through her series. They did, yeah. And the, and those two have like a a connection in the comics, you know. So Marvel's done a good job to to really put these series out there in a way uh, that they do enough for fans. Uh huh. But they also don't. It's not so heavy that you you don't need to read the comics to know things right. to enjoy, you know, the series. Yeah. Although, okay, so for me, after I mean, so the Daredevil stuff is like cream of the crop. I thought the Jessica Jones, yeah, the, the bad guy was kind of eh um, for the whole thing, and so that one was underneath that. But then after that, I feel like maybe they just kind of rushed the other stuff so they could get to the defenders because yeah. a lot of it just seemed like the writing wasn't that great. The, some of the, sh- the scenes just felt like, okay, we got five minutes to shoot the scene. We can do it in one shot and that's it. And I'm just right. like, because I, I love the dude that plays uh, Luke cage, but some of the stuff I'm just I, like, it lost me a little bit. And that's not, what not, I mean. Not I... like confused loss. It just like didn't interest me as much. Like, yeah, that's like, how I was with with Cage. I was like, I love this. The, this is Luke Cage. If you're uh-huh. gonna cast somebody, that is him. Yeah. Uh, and I and I like the character. I I just didn't really dig the the series enough. Yeah. And it's weird because like I liked him. I liked the lady that played the the cop. I thought she was for character development was pretty pretty good. I liked most most of the people in it. Like character development, I thought was all right. Um, but just it just didn't. I don't know. I think once the dude popped up on the rooftop and just started shooting bazookas across the street, I just like, right. I was just like, what is right. uh, okay? Like, oh, what's happening now? Now it's just weird. Yeah, and then and then for me, Iron Iron Fist was trash. I'm sorry, like, <laughs> just I just so bad. When I I got this to the point character. where I was longing for like the the brother and sister to just go back to the boardroom and just talk business. Like I got to that point, I'm like, I'd rather watch that point. I don't want. To... <laughs> Watch that. Yeah, like the yeah. worst part about Iron Fist was the best part of that series. Yeah, it's just like I I have a go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say like like character development. I didn't really care that much. I found the guy to play Iron Fist kind of annoying. He's better in the Defenders, but like I just didn't. I felt like a guy that's been practicing like kung fu for the last fifteen years would have like more of a ripped body and not like a, a squishy whatever. Um, uh, British white guy body. <laughs> yeah, with, with like with like uh, frosted hair tips, and you right. know, I'm just like like so so much of it was just like ah, and it just seemed like oh, Iron Fist can heal you when it's conducive to the storyline, but when it's not, eh, he can't really do that. Like it's like I'm like, it, oh okay, I guess. Can we stop? It's call- I don't know. There's so many problems with it, and it goes back to problems, I think, with the comic book hero itself. So its roots were always a bit problematic. And uh, disclaimer here, Iron Fist was, I've got like a special place in my heart for the character just because Mm. it was one of the first comic books that my um, dad had purchased back in the 70s. So like I've read him for basically his entire, you know, career. Right. But once I got older and started kind of looking at these characters and understanding what was going on, the, the more I kind of started to hate this guy. 
Okay. Uh, for one, there's just so much white privilege in this thing that it's ridiculous. Like <laughs> he does kind of seem like a a Bruce Wayne with brother and sisters, almost. Basically, right? And and they it, it, so there's that with this Asian exploitation kind of vein to it. Uh-huh. Like, why did it have to be Danny Rand, this white blonde, um, you know, poster rich boy guy? that suddenly has all this mystical knowledge and the way that they sort of treated that in the comics was, wasn't as sensitive as maybe it should have been. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that they could have rectified some of that with the series, but they didn't choose to do that. Marvel didn't choose to try to, uh, fix some of the mistakes of the past with they, it. They right? had a few almost, I'd almost classify them as throwaway lines in the defenders when they brought Luke Cage and Iron Fist together. And, you know, yeah. and Luke Cage basically, you're just some white privileged guy that doesn't get it. And then, right, then he, then he's, right. you know, tries to, Danny tries to throw something at him. And it's just like, dude, I just got out of prison for, you know, some BS, dude. It's like, that's just what things happen. That's how it goes. And then just like, so they kind of had a little bit, but it was like a 30 second, you know, okay. Like, I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. It's just like, ugh, yeah. And, for me, his roots are, are so deep into uh, certain Asian mythos and, and, and aesthetics. Uh-huh. Why couldn't it have been another immigrant kind of a story? You've got an Asian American, and maybe the Asian American has lost a lot of his heritage and, and essentially then follows the same path. Right. But there's at least some tie into this guy make him a little bit more interesting than just random rich white kid with with like deep pockets yeah yeah i don't know part of me really wishes that's that so fundamentally oh go ahead i was gonna say i i almost wish that they would have done a luke cage slash iron fist like, yeah joint yep. thing i feel like together it would have been because sometimes even like with both series like i just felt like it dragged and yeah they just, don't like, stand on their own like, uh, and, and that's the thing, like, I liked the style of, uh, Luke. I liked all this, the stuff, most about Luke Cage. I liked, I just, the story just dragged for me and it just, that's like, what I mean. Yeah. Ugh. And that's what I was going to get to too. Fundamentally, I've got problems with the character, but more importantly for the audience, it's just boring. The stories were boring to me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like either one of them enough to be to binge watch them. I kind of right. forced myself through some of them, and I didn't even finish Iron Fist. I tried to watch it again before this podcast, and I was like, I, I really just I can't do it. I, I yeah, I forced myself too. I was like, man, I got like three episodes, right. and for some reason, Marvel loves the the bad guy as the the rich white dude with like the slick back hair. He was the bad guy in like three of the four <laughs> series, pretty much. Yeah, right. But uh, oh, FYI, that's kind of the bad guy in the Punisher. <laughs> FYI. Yeah. If you haven't FYI. Gotten, so uh, sorry if you haven't once, gotten to that part yet. But once again, you've got this like that's my big problem with the Punisher is I'm like, where is the 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 creativity with the conflict with these characters? They've oh, done yeah. such a good job to set them up, but yeah. they don't fall through once it comes into their like individual series. I because of, I've I had so much like higher hopes for the Punisher. Like it's not necessarily like bad. It, it wasn't like Iron Fist bad, but I felt like there no. should have been so much more to it 
And it, like, it didn't even necessarily feel like the Punisher. It more felt like a guy with an anger problem that got out of the military. And, you know, and PTSD. Right. I think we had you talked about that earlier with me off off our recording, that it, it just felt more of like a PTSD kind of thing than anything else yeah. with the Punisher show. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine. That's good. I think that's the right place to have that conversation. Uh-huh. It's, you know, if you're going to address PTSD, do it in the Punisher series. That's where it makes most sense. Right. But as a really big driving force, I don't think, to me, it's just not really enough. Right. It doesn't have to be a PSA about PTSD. Right. It should probably be a part in it. But the Punisher's got other villains that are kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, he showed up in one of the Marvel movies, Crossbones briefly okay but you know you could do something kind of cool with, with some of these old punisher villains yeah. he's also better as an anti-hero which is why he works so well in daredevil 2 oh yeah season yeah. 2 right so you could even have done more traditional heroes bucking punisher's way of of doing things in yeah. the punisher series and that would have still felt right you know, but they just really didn't do anything. And you're just kind of waiting for where's the big villain. Yeah. Um, you know, like Daredevil season one, how Kingpin obviously is is such a good like villain. And and yeah, he could kind of help push the story along and set up the different conflict that, that the heroes kind of go uh, through. He's probably the with... best villain of all of it. Honestly. Yeah. Of all the uh because yeah, this stuff with the hand is, is I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like bored with it already. Maybe it's because I've been watched like like three different series and they're all just like talking about the hand every three seconds. I'm like, oh, I get it. That's the bad team. Okay. Right. Duh. I mean, how? Where is it at? It's in so many of them. It's in Daredevil. It's in Iron Fist. Yeah, it's that's like all Iron Fist. It's, that's like the end of the season two of Daredevil. That's pretty much all Defenders. And just like I think, just because I've been watched binge watched Iron Fist and Daredevil. I mean, not Daredevil. Uh, Defenders back to back. I think I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it's like a, enough with the hand already. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, enough with that old Asian lady that just like sometimes uses the force to throw people around walls and other times forgets she can use it. I don't like. Right. Uh, okay. It's like fine. Yeah, more more ninjas in in black running around with swords. Yeah. Speaking you of know, that, we get it. so Colleen from Iron Fist is just running around the city of New York with this white uh, sword. Like, is does nobody else think that's weird? Like, I don't know. I'm not in New York City all that uh, much. Maybe there's a bunch of people running around with swords, but I feel <laughs> right. like like cops would be like, um, "Listen, lady, you can't run around the streets with a giant katana. Like, you pull that thing out, like eight people are dead because you accidentally yeah. swung it. Like, you try." Try cosplaying that character in New York and see how far you get, right? Yeah, You're yeah. going to get stopped. You know how Somebody... sharp those swords are? Those are insane. Oh, man. The, the real, like, legit ones, yeah. it's crazy how sharp those things can be. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, we're just left to believe that she could just randomly walk around just fine with this katana played. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think. We're just kind of waiting and seeing what happens with it. Maybe stuff changes when it moves over to the Disney streaming stuff within the next year. I think they're kind of waiting. Maybe, but... But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
why'd they rush it so much though there was uh a, at least like a year between daredevil seasons one and two weren't there there was think, a good gap of time yeah i think it's almost like like they did with I- iron man might have been like the first real like marvel movie movie where they st- were planning it out i think they did like they wanted to wait and see how things would go. Maybe that's just kind of yeah, what they did with Daredevil. Right. Like they did Daredevil, they did Jessica Jones. Like, okay, people are liking this. Okay, all right, let's keep pushing it out. And then they just rushed it. I mean, you know, this is. I'll just do a quick whine slash gripe on this. Just doing this in general. We live in this age now where it seems like we're just forced to push stuff out just to get it out. Like nobody has any patience to make anything that well. Anymore. Oh, right. it's super frustrating. It just turns out as mediocre and forgettable. Like, yeah, uh, you know, like what a disservice to those. It takes so much time and effort to get these series off the ground. Yeah, put some time and effort in into the creative process. Like, let it become the thing that it needs to become. Yeah, yeah. So while we're on the topic of Marvel, you excited for the Black Panther movie? I am excited about this Black Panther movie. Yeah. This was another one that I grew up with this character. My dad had, uh, he had like three core characters that he would collect growing up. And it was Shang-Chi, uh, the master of Kung Fu, which was basically just a glorified Bruce Lee ripoff in a comic book form. <laughs> okay. um, Iron Fist, which is basically white, uh, a, a white kid ripping off Bruce Lee. Uh-huh. But then it was also a, Black Panther and, and Black Panther in the age uh, when it came out, I thought was a pretty progressive comic book. Right. You didn't have a, a black superhero starring in his own comic book. I don't think anywhere. And you didn't have one that actually had legit roots back to some good heritage. Right. Um, you know, even like uh, the only other one that I can kind of think about is, is uh, the Falcon. Um, I used to know what his real name was, but I'm blanking on it right now. But anyway, like he always just showed up with Captain America. It was always Captain America and the Falcon. Um, and I think he, he was a black American that grew up with a military background, similar to how he is in the, in the movies. Okay. But beyond that, you never really knew much about him, but the black Panther, you always had, uh, Wakanda and, uh, the, the Kings of, you know, this heritage going back and, um, and, and just some cool stuff right. about his world. And, and when he got into, you know, the Marvel spotlight, I was like, yeah, this is, I, I kind of dig this. And I like the actress or the actor for uh, um, T'Challa too. I don't know what his name is. Right. right. Uh, we're just doing horrible on, on actual names with, with these <laughs> it's all actors. But, um, but he's a good actor. I think he plays the Black Panther pretty well. I think I'm more excited about this Marvel movie than I have been about most Marvel movies yeah. in the last few years. Like, I like the Iron Man stuff. Some of the others, like, I'm not big into th- the Thor movies. I've, I don't know. That's just not my thing. I was never, I don't know, never got into them, I guess. Right, um, right, right. But, yeah, I'm, I'm totally excited about this. <laughs> so uh, comic book collectors are going to massacre me for this. Um, <laughs> right. So there's this, uh, the, this quote-unquote surplus store at Michigan State University. And normally, like, they'll pretty much, they will sell stuff that the university has extras of. Maybe they just got new office chairs, and so they'll sell the old office chairs. Or um, students just moved out, and they'll, like, take whatever they found and put it in here, and they'll sell it for, like, super cheap, basically. And normally they, like, 
you can find some great just older comic books there. And I remember this was like maybe two years ago. I was back in town. It was the holidays, and I had found something I had to get, and I was in line. It was a long line, I just, and I had to be somewhere like really like probably 10 minutes earlier, <laughs> and I'm in line buying something. And I'm moving past this rack, and I can see it. Uh, I'm, and I knew, I saw it, and I knew in the back of my head, you should probably buy that because if you don't, you are going to regret it. Right, right. And I'm just like, shut up, shut up, head. I got someplace to be. And I, and I go back, and I, I pay, and I leave. It was Black Panther number one. The, the, oh, no. And I, and I knew, I was like, you know, you're going to turn that into a movie, man. And <laughs> right. it's going to be worth right. a freaking fortune, probably. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't in, like, the best of condition. But still, yeah. I mean, it was definitely, like, from the 60s or some, like, like old, old stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it could have been a uh, another rendition, like, 10 years later, number one. But I'm, I'm, I'd bet a lot of money that it was, like... One of the know. yeah, the the first appearances of this guy, maybe the first appearance, or when he first got his first like actual comic book. Because usually, don't they kind of pop up in somebody else's? Um, they do, comic yeah. Book first, and then they get their own series. Like, yeah, yeah. Now that you've been yep. reading this guy in Iron Man, read his own. Blah blah blah. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, those moments are the worst. Uh, you know, it happens to everybody, even. It, my story with that, and I'm a longtime comic collector, and it's uh, with Ultimate Spider-Man. And I saw Ultimate Spider-Man number one on the comic book shelf, and I was like, that's a stupid idea. I'm not going to bother with it. And then, like, years later, the dang thing's worth, you know, who knows what. Not a lot. <laughs> right. Not, like, Action Comics number one or anything. Uh -huh. But enough where it's like, yep, I was there, could have bought it, didn't. Now it's a lot of money. <laughs> right, yeah. That's why I like popping into this uh, surplus store because sometimes they'll just put them on sale for like 25 cents and you can get like some legit, like, oh, You man. can get some legit stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and some antique stores are like that. So there's this store in Traverse City called Wilson's Antiques and it's huge. Uh -huh. Most of the stuff is all crap, but there's uh, every once in a while some comic books that are down there. I found uh, the first appearance of Boba Fett in the Star Wars comic books uh, for like two bucks or something like that. Okay. I was like, oh, that's fantastic. This yeah. thing's worth like four times, you know? Uh, not, again, we're not talking like crazy, super rare stuff. But right. I mean, that. More than what you pay for it. That comic book probably came out before Empire Strikes Back. I mean, because he first popped up in the christmas special the holiday special oh right that's as a right. cartoon character and so yeah boba fett was a cartoon character before he actually appeared in empire strikes back right so what, can we can we tangent into boba fett for a second yeah sure what why is this character so popular i'm, I'm guilty of this too but like he hasn't done a whole lot i think just the armor was just so badass like you saw him he had like a cool ship. He just like he just looked cool. He's got that mystery factor, I guess, right? Yeah. But I just don't know why we like him so much. I just Yeah, I mean in the movies, um in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, he's in the mo whole movies by like for like seven minutes total. Yeah. Like screen With, time like, is not a lot. Two lines? And he gets like he gets like a terrible death. But then granted all the cool people in Star Wars get terrible <laughs> terrible, easy deaths. 
they know, do cut in half or that's eat, true. eaten by just giant buttholes in the middle of a desert you know it's just <laughs> right right exactly what are you gonna uh, do the poor sarlacc yeah yeah I, I guess we can use this to segue i was gonna i had two possible segues into the talking about uh the last jedi my first was going into how andy circus is actually an actual physical character in black panther um instead nice. of playing yes. a cg character which is all he does Right. Um, either way, we're into uh, The Last Jedi, and our last episode um, was our what we thought was going to happen for The Last Jedi, so we figured we might as well just touch up back on this before we move on into our further drinking. But, um, so yeah, what did, Chris, what did you think about The Last Jedi? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I thought that it got a lot of unnecessary heat after the fact. I don't think people really quite know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. I've only seen it once. I need to see it again because I left that movie with the notion of a bit of what did I just watch? Like this was too big for me to kind of process it all at once. Um, I have some gripes about it. I'm sure everybody, you know, does some more than others, Uh but for the most part. Okay. So let me put it this way. I, I predicted it as being maybe, our generation's Empire Strikes Back. It, it wasn't that for me. It didn't live up to like that kind of uh, level, but that's such a high bar anyway, so I'm not really right. like, knocking it for that. I liked it more than The Force Awakens. Yeah. And, you know, in general, I was like, I didn't think they could make essentially a glorified galactic car chase an entire movie, but they did it. <laughs> it was. It was a slow-moving car chase. Yeah, yeah. And... That kind of worked. It had some problems, but for the most part, I really felt tension with what was going on. Right, yeah. And I felt the exact same way. After the, like, the, left the theater, Like I, like my mind was kind of boggled. I was just like, I just have to think about this for a while. And then see it again because I yeah like I, I didn't know exactly what to make of it because most a lot of the Star Wars movies at least that we've seen is just like point A point B point C it's all straightforward there's nothing crazy going on it's just like you yeah. know it's your popcorn movie you don't have to think about anything it's just okay yay and you know that was it and this one there was a, so much more going on you're just like wait 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 um, I got to think about that for a minute <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. It, it was funny, like, so I had bought and gotten two tickets for the opening day, and I just, like, was struggling. Find, like, I could not find somebody to go with that was, like, a Star Wars, like, fan or whatever. But one person's like, I really want to go. Never seen another Star Wars movie ever before. And so, you <laughs> know, like when I couldn't perfect. find, like, that, that hardcore fan, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. And, like, I was real, confu- like, concerned. Like, she's going to be so confused because out of all the star wars movies with like the most confusing stuff going on this is it i mean not even close like nothing else is like coming close to like what's going on with this and she was like yeah now i gotta watch all of them now it's like it's like okay so you're on more high than i am okay um so i i've actually i've seen it two more times it's actually it's gotten better with each viewing which i think is great because with, yes. like with the Force Awakens, when I first left the theater, you know, you're pumped, like, yes, all right, woo, Star Wars is back. But then with every subsequent viewing, it's kind of like, all right, um, it just doesn't yeah, have the 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 rewatchability factor for me. Maybe because no. there's not a lot of stuff to like really, really like dig your head into. Maybe that's part yeah, of it. That could be part of it. 
But I, I think it's the same way. I, I don't know what it is necessarily about The Force Awakens, but I kind of like it a little less yeah. every time I watch it. Yeah. And I just like so many of the there's so many just butt hurt fans with the last Jedi. Like I don't know if they're just so upset that they're you know what they thought was gonna happen didn't happen. And right. so they're they're just trolling it on Rotten Tomatoes and people are like, Oh, it's got a fifty two fan rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like that's because some just no life guys are just trolling it. Just that's all trashing it. I mean right. it has a top critics rating of ninety six percent. So uh, that's, there you go. like I don't I mean, and normally, yeah, I'm not like a big like critic. I mean, if, if some critic doesn't like it, a movie you're gonna see, you know, okay, so see it anyways. Who cares? But yeah. When there's like a disparity of like forty percent, it's usually I'm gonna go with the critics <laughs> because On that's that one. what that's what they do for a living. That is their job, is to yes. watch movies, and you know, write about. Yes. It. Yes, I, I'm more uh, suspect when the critics give it a horrible score, but the fans love it. Uh-huh. Then I'm more side with the fans. But in this case, especially with something like a Star Wars franchise, when there's such a big disparity, you, you're used to seeing something. I figured if the critics were at 80%, the fans would be at like 90%. Right. Right? It, or less. Somewhere in like plus or minus 10% of where the critics were. Yeah. But when you're in such a far shape, then you know that people are just giving it zero chance and zero thought. And just trolling it for for no other reason except they were just upset. Right, yeah. It's like, I think it's great because it's like you needed something to kind of break free of the mold of what Star Wars is for it to grow. Otherwise, you're going to just see the exact same basic story over and over and over again. And it's just like, we got to like expand this a little bit. And yeah, there's definitely some similarities, almost more between Return of the Jedi. Um, it's almost like all three original Star Wars wrapped into one in certain aspects of it. But, uh, interesting. Yeah. I never thought of it like so, that. So, uh, well for you, what were your, uh, like, what did you really like and what like, just bothered the hell out of you with it? I really liked, um, man, there's a lot that I kind of really dug. So it's hard for me to sort of just break that down. I think I kind of addressed it a little bit. I, I did really like how they could draw out this scene where, this cruiser can't jump to hyperspace. You're basically going to run out of gas, run out of time. All the Rebel Alliance is left on this one speck of a thing. They, like that, to me, kind of, I, I sort of dug that a little bit. I liked what they did with the Jedi mythos, too. I thought they really started pushing the boundaries more. I think we learned more about maybe that whole philosophy than we ever have right, in any yeah. movie. Yeah. It's such a big part of it. You know, you, you can't just explain it as, uh, what, midichlorians or some crazy thing that the <laughs> Yeah, I think, they're, they're, I think they're kind of moving away from that or trying as much as they can. Right, and that's okay if it's still part of it, right? But it, that right. felt like the uh, guy on a bazooka, on a roof just shooting a bazooka for no reason to me. I was like, why even go there? Why why do that? I, I understand this one why it. Lucas did it, because he wanted to demonstrate how powerful this, like, potentially powerful yeah. this kid was but it's like there had been a better way than just that. something different or set it up in a in a different way yeah. but i think the force has always been more interesting from the religious philosophical standpoint not so much as actual why it works or what is the science behind the force i don't really care you know what whatever it is it could be the little poor creatures creating the force for all i cared at the end of the day <laughs> yeah yeah um 
which which I think my favorite maybe just throwaway moment was the uh, the Chewbacca <laughs> pork. Oh, just trying to eat it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> get guilted out of it. I kind of um, uh, I've got a I like that part of it. Uh huh. Um, what I didn't like was there's a couple things that just didn't feel uh great about it. Okay. For instance, like the whole scene where they had to go find the code breaker. Okay. It was like, wow, so they're close enough and somehow in the right vicinity that that's possible. They're able to jump ship and try to find this guy. Right. Yet they're still kind of traveling. So I was like, how, how how's that working? You know, uh-huh. like I get that they're trying to kind of go somewhere, but they just kind of happen to be within general starship distance right to, to that system that just felt like a weird thing to me uh-huh and i also you know as much as i i really liked uh is it ryan johnson that's the director right ryan mm-hmm. yeah uh i i liked what he did with it but there's some points where i just felt like he was just giving the finger to everything that kind of got set up in, in the past oh there are a like, couple like, yeah like this like... is my movie and i'm gonna do it there are a couple where I think it was just like really JJ. That's what you did. Well, screw you. We're right. gonna we're just gonna right. like like that. That was stupid. A chrome stormtrooper right. dead. Like okay. Right. Like yes, yes. That was. And, and I'm not. I'm not saying they shouldn't have happened. I'm I'm okay with the choices. Uh-huh. But I'm I'm. It's at a point where it's like it just felt so much like he was just giving the finger to the old stuff it did in a way because there was was so many of them it wasn't just like once or two it was a lot it was a lot lot. uh so that's that was where my biggest hang-up was part of me was like maybe uh ryan johnson saw the uh final episode of lost and was just like really you're not going to answer any question okay Right, right since you're directing episode nine i'm gonna make sure that none of this stuff is available to you and then we'll That's see if you can. It's a, <laughs> maybe he's just really still pissed off about the lost season for, or series finale. We're just like you didn't answer anything. See, there you go, listening audience. It's 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 not him. It's him setting it up. So there's going to be an awesome third movie. Well, and that's that's one thing that I think people that are freaking out is like, dude, there's still this is the middle act. This is like you reading like the second part of Lord of the Rings and being like, what? He didn't answer anything. It's like, right, dude, we right. still have a third part. I can almost guarantee you're going to get more Snoke stuff. I would bet a lot of money Luke's going to be back because they established a few things with the Yoda sequence that I think is going to come back into play um, with this. Because Yoda, because if you've noticed every single rendition of like this Force Ghost or whatever, it has progressed every time. Like right. in uh, Revenge of the Sith, you know, Yoda comes up to Obi-Wan and, you know, someone from beyond the grave has figured out how to talk to us. And so, okay, so you find out that Qui-Gon's found out a way to talk to people. And then in A New Hope, it's just Obi-Wan talking. And then in Empire Strikes Back, it's, okay, he kind of floats. He's got a little blue ghosty thing going on. And then by the time Return of the Jedi comes around, Obi-Wan's, like, interacting and sitting on logs and all this good stuff. And now with this right. one, Yoda's actually like clocking Luke in the head with his cane, even though he's a ghost. So now he's physically interacting with the real world. He's calling lightning to strike trees. And so I really think you're going to see like the craziest force powers like ever from Luke in episode nine, where he's just like, you know, he's one with the force. So now he can just call everything. He's pretty much right. He's been a, he's been con- 
he's been communicating with these force ghosts since you know he knew the force and so i just think you're gonna see some crazy stuff some crazy stuff i dig it uh and that's the thing right i i think you're spot on the audience the people that are butthurt about this movie they're missing that fact a hundred percent and they're like people are mad they don't know ray's backstory it might be absolutely okay that she has no backstory. I think it's you know, almost, how, for uh, me, I think it's better that way. I think it's like it would have been an easy out to be, oh, you're Luke's kid or you're Obi-Wan's kid. And I feel like it brings more of the mysticism back because, you know, we didn't know who Luke was in the very first episode. Yeah, he ended up being Darth Vader's kid, but I feel like it's better maybe the Force mit- created him like they did Anakin, you know? Maybe, who knows? Yeah, right. Maybe Kylo was just BSing her and actually something else. And that's the other point. You've got a character that you can't really trust who delivered that news. Yeah. Why are we just automatically, why are we believing him 100%? Although, you know, if that's such a big hang-up, then just wait and see what happens. So here's something that's kind of funny to think about. Now, consider all of these Star Wars movies. Can you tell me one point basically where the Jedi told the truth and one point where the Sith told a lie? Oh, interesting. Because I'm almost positive. I mean, maybe you can. Okay, so you can figure out times where the Jedi has told the truth. But I'm almost positive you've never. Typically, the Jedi does deceive people, though. Yeah. You got Obi-Wan sort of. They're always deceiving people into what they want them to believe. Yeah. But the Sith are total straight up. They yeah, just like straight up, like like Dooku. I murdered all those kids. <laughs> yeah, Dooku told Obi Wan straight up exactly what's going on in Attack of the Clones. Like, yeah, he told him exactly yeah. what's happening. Emperor told everything. Like, they've never really lied about it. Darth Vader's like, I'm your dad. Boom, roasted. You know, he's just like, <laughs> I don't know. So part of me is like, maybe he's telling the truth because they've never really lied about it. No, that's true. That is a, I, I never thought about it that way, and I kind of dig it. The only thing I want that I feel like they have to do for Episode Nine, they got to bring back the those Knights of Ren that JJ referenced in the uh, in the Force Awakens. Like, you can't just like name drop them, show flashbacks, right. and then not address them at all. So, yeah, no, no. Sometimes maybe maybe uh, Ryan was like, okay, that's that's you. You got to do that. I'm gonna wipe away this Chrome Stormtrooper that you totally ruined in the first episode. So, right, right. That that whole yeah, that whole scene. I almost feel like they just they sent Finn to this like the Star Destroyer just to have this like like battle with phasma like a want this <laughs> that they should have had in the force awakens like yes, when the, the right. castle was falling down right and that's what i mean that the, the hang-ups that i have about the movie are, are mainly like and it could be because i i have only seen this movie once and it did feel like a movie that does grow on you over time mm-hmm um, there's a number of movies that are like that are like that. I think uh, Pulp Fiction is one of them. I absolutely hated Pulp Fiction the first time I saw it, um, but the more that I watched it, I'm like, I, there's quite a bit of this that I kind of like here and there. There's just certain movies. Um, like I think the first time I saw The Big Lebowski, I was like, okay. And then every, yeah, the Coen Brother movies are very yeah. much like that for yeah. me too. I mean, Big Lebowski, I, I find funnier every single time, and I've seen every it time. like dozens of times. 
just like uh, no country for old men is another one where I, I just get creeped out every you know more and more about some of the stuff where it's like holy crap like that's what's kind of going on there. yeah yeah or oh yeah that makes sense later on so i think that's maybe the better example the coen brother flicks for me are like that. that this one felt very much like one of those where it was like wow that's this has some layers to it that i need to sit with yeah yeah <laughs> but uh so anyways with uh with the star wars we should probably summarize with our uh our guesses um we were for the most part wrong <laughs> yeah um, yeah well a little bit i had guessed that ray's would be nobody ray's pants would be you nobody did. and you guessed that luke would die so we were we had those parts right um how they came about i think we were totally off but you know what are you gonna do well hey i mean i'll take it you i'll take those predictions some. as being exactly exactly <laughs> So, anyways, we've been rambling for like an hour about uh, Marvel and Star Wars. We figured we <laughs> we need to get into our second booze, man. Um, That's right. So, okay, wh- what's your second drink for the night? Okay, I, I'm cracking open a uh, a, a nice Gala Family Vineyard uh, White Zinfandel ah, out of uh, okay. California. <laughs> um, uh, spoiler alert: I did already crack it open <laughs> during. <laughs> During that last segment, so yeah. I've already had a couple sips on it. But yeah. this one, I, I do like this, and maybe I'm just like a, a weak wine guy. Uh-huh. I kind of like the sweeter stuff. Um, I'm I'm pairing this with some old uh, chicken nuggets that I cooked for my daughter earlier today. Nice. Uh, and it's working, you know, maybe about as well as you would expect a cheap <laughs> bottle of, of wine to work with that. <laughs> so, um, but, I, you know, it's, it's good because it's got a bit of that, like, strawberry uh ness with the uh you know the wine taste so yeah i'm not hating it, it it's it's maybe better than the, the pinot grigio i think i would cook i typically cook with these bottles i don't usually drink them yeah straight up oh uh, man i tell you what would be amazing a can of wine and pizza rolls man that sound that sounds like a good night See, there you go right that sounds like a six pack of wine and some pizza rolls. <laughs> now that sounds like a date night. Like, hey, you want to come over? That's and watch... a... right. Do you want to Netflix and chill with a six pack of wine and pizza rolls? Like, how do you how not do you pick go... up whoever you want with that? Like, seriously. Okay. A Netflix and chill, can wine pizza roll pajama party, and like, <laughs> I think you're just okay. We're, we're gonna get point. into that pajama party in a second because I think that's gonna. Go along with um, our next topic. I guess I'll just uh, I'll crack my thing open real quick while we uh, before we get to that. And like okay. like you, I had cracked open one of the beverages. I'm actually gonna save that for my third one, just because the other one is was refrigerated, so I want to drink it while at least it's still kind of cold. Yes. And I'm totally going against the rule of drinking. <clears throat> You'd think I was old enough to you know not go against those rules because the rules for drinking always win. Um, right, but I'm gonna go with the champagne now. And the only reason I'd say don't go with that because the bubbles normally uh, you don't like to put more things on top of the carbonation that's trying to move up to your stomach. Yeah. Um, right. but I want right. to drink it before it gets to just being warm. So because nobody likes warm cheap champagne. <laughs> no, no, no. No. It, now is this a? Uh, did you buy this for this or is this a carryover from the New Year's? Oh Mexico? no, this is. I bought this. This was another single serving. Uh, oh, nice. Like the wine, but it's a cupcake. Um, it's called uh, Prosecco. It 
It's a Prosecco. Yeah. I don't know. If, okay. Um, but it is it, technically it's sparkling wine because you can only call it champagne if it's from the Champagne region of France. Say, um, but that's right. But but we in America we just call it champagne uh, because that's what it is. It's champagne. <laughs> oh yeah, that is uh, that is cheap champagne. That's yeah. <laughs> what yep. that is. <laughs> um. Whew. Anyways, uh, so our next topic, we want to maybe start doing this a little more frequently, but it's going to be a uh, what have you been drinking slash watching? Just kind of like a, a recap of what kind of booze and you know that we've been drinking between episodes that we might want to reference and what kind of just random pop culture stuff. And yes. Chris threw out the, uh, the, the PJ thing, and so I wanted to uh, – I'm sure you were semi-referencing the thing I told you about earlier. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so this still uh, boggles my mind, kind of. Or, I don't know, maybe it'll boggle your guys' mind, too. But, so, Christmas, you know, you get your random Christmas parties. You have your ugly sweater parties, which at this point it's almost become, like, too over the top. Like, it was funny back when you couldn't buy an ugly sweater you actually had to like rummage through your like your mom's sweater closet whatever um but that that's just me yeah i think it's i think no no you're i think it's definitely overdone at this point like yes it now that you can buy it it doesn't count like you had to like it had to be a hand-me-down or you were looking through like um goodwill women's resource center (laughs) yes 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 so and then another kind is like the christmas pajama party and I was uh, um, invited to a Christmas pajama party. I sadly, I had, we had promised you that uh, the two of us would be together for this episode. Um, sadly, that, right. Um, yeah. I had some last minute things that went that fell through that just prevented me from uh, making it back to Michigan for the holidays. So um, again, I'm <laughs> stuck in Arizona. But um, so I had a friend invite me to like, yeah, pajama party. And now I'm not going to name I'm not going to name names here and I'm assuming this person is not listening to this because my uh general assumption might not go over very well but <laughs> let's right. just say there's a general vibe and I could be totally off with this but that her and the guy she's with is kind of a sugar daddy situation going on and again maybe I'm just totally mistaken i'm misreading it at all i don't think so that's more of like a disclaimer there but um anyways that's kind of the vibe i get so just to throw that out there so maybe you guys can kind of picture um i don't know i don't know if that maybe that's a necessary detail after the story maybe it's not i don't know but it's out there now (laughs) Um, (laughs) so i'm invited to this pajama party i do not own any pajamas i don't sleep in pajamas and so I text her saying, you know, I don't have pajamas, blah, blah, blah. And basically, it, I, she also says that it's a quote-unquote white elephant party, and I had to ask, you know, what was that? And it's one of those, you know, you get a gift, you wrap it, and you kind of put it in the center, and you kind of, like, people exchange and trade and steal or whatever kind of thing. And so I kind of ask, and like, okay, I don't have uh, pajamas is it cool if i just show up naked holding a bottle of wine <laughs> and of course and like i i read you the word for word response of what it was it's on my phone and i don't it'll take me a second to find it but basically it was um go for it yeah it was yes go for it you'll there'll be enough people there to give you a like a good a reaction. reaction to and she said right. good good, or, reaction. Or a good reaction to it 
And so I was like, like okay, um, I'm not going to do that, but duly noted. And she's so I was like, okay, so there's going to be some people there that, you know, I can you know, mingle with. You know, it's obviously she's, uh, you know, the situation with her and her, the whatever her dude is. And, you know, okay. And, um, the, uh, the, the white elephant, you know, normally they'll give you like a, a general, um, idea for gifts or a, a max. No, the, 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 I was given a $20 minimum for the gift, which I thought was odd. I was like, okay, normally it's just like a gag <laughs> gift, but it's definitely the worst kind of white elephant party with yeah, the minimum. A, I'm like, I was like a minimum like that. Uh, I almost went with the like a legit bottle of scotch, but I, I honestly had like horror flashes of somebody buying getting the, like this solid bottle of scotch and mixing it with Coca Cola. Like there's Grayson having an aneurysm in the corner of the room because they're mixing like a seventy dollar bottle of scotch with you know Coke Zero. So I was like, uh, <laughs> you know, okay, I. So I got a bottle of tequila or mezcal. Technically, it was actually a pretty good sipping mezcal, and um, I wasn't sure if it's supposed to be joke gifts or not so then i just bought a box of tylenol and taped it to it you know i was like okay that's kind of funny right here's here's tequila and a, and a thing of tylenol um, yeah i dig it yeah so, so you best know, gift I, by the way if i'm at that party oh, i know that's i was like I okay want. this is a legit gift so i wrap it up you know whatever blah blah show up to this party this party is 100 percent families with children and recovering alcoholics <laughs> and I'm just like, dude. And she, and I forgot to mention, in the actual invite is BYOB. So it, in the invite, it says bring your own beer. And I had brought, like, definitely enough beer for myself and beer to share. And I'm just like, dude, what? Like any good party guest. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I got Founders Canadian Breakfast Stout. Uh, we'll get into that later. And then a couple... Um, Christmas beers from Mexico that you can only get in Mexico. So I brought these different things. Go. And then just like, dude, seriously? Nothing but recovering alcoholics and kids? Like, my gift is tequila. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what happens with this? And, and, and what if you had actually, like, made good on, on your little, like, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, like, like, they're not going to want to see all that stuff. What, what if I show up naked with, like, a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, like, blinking light on my just balls and a bottle of wine? Like, we're in trouble here. We're, like, uh, we're in federal pound-you-in-the-ass prison now. Thank you for uh, clearing that up for what kind of party it was. So, anyways, I was basically the right. only person drinking. I had brought this Founders... Um, bottle and they only sell it in the like pint and a half so it's like that like the 26 or 24 ounce whatever bottles and this bottle was almost it's almost 12 percent alcohol so you're essentially showing up with a bottle of wine so i'm drinking a bottle of wine <laughs> right. by myself and then just like I'm like i don't care i don't even care like <laughs> i brought this i'm drinking it i'm finishing my coffee right yeah, here i'm finishing my coffee so yeah that was my pajama situation but that leads me into what were we drinking and i did get the, this bottle of founders uh it's called cbs or canadian breakfast stout or basically if you've had founders um the breakfast stout or i believe the kentucky breakfast stout before they actually take that beer and age it longer in uh, maple in uh, uh, bourbon barrels that were used to house maple syrup 
And so you have a bourbony maple syrupy addition to this uh, Kentucky breakfast stout, which is already, um, if you looked up in top rated stouts in the world, it's probably top five. And so, yeah, it's already one of the best beers. Yeah. yeah. And um, I went on to Beer Advocate a few days ago, and I believe this the the Kentucky I mean the the Canadian breakfast stout is currently ranked like twelfth best beer in the world. Um, which for a non IPA on that website is kind of incredible because incredible. It, it's right. a very, um, IPA heavy rated beers. Um, I think they're yeah. starting to kind of move tilt away from that a little bit. Uh, yep. I think the IPA fat is starting to dwindle a little bit. It's start. Yeah. You can, you can sense that, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dear God, can we try something else, please? Like, no kidding. Like the the IPA is just so easy to make a crappy IPA and just cover up the bad flavor. But oh, speaking, like a few weeks ago, I went to this uh, local brew pub, and I just got like the 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 flights of sampler kind of things, and I'd gotten one of the IPAs. I'm I'm not even kidding you. The smell of it, it smelled like you took some marijuana and wrapped it in like gym socks and just like threw <laughs> yes. it in your locker, and that's what your locker, that's what it smelled like. I'm like, that is not what this is supposed to smell like, people. No, like no. This and maybe you just gave me a funky glass, but this stinks. Like <laughs> it stinks. But they did have a good <laughs> double chocolate, uh, double chocolate cake stout i'll give them that so oh man that was, sounds good I, I i'll give them that they did have outside of you know they had some really crappy beers and other beers i think they just totally mislabeled like it's one of those where you're drinking that you're like there's no way it's that that kind of beer like i know i'm not making it but i've had enough of these to know that this is not this is right not, like th- this is not a pilsner bro like i don't know what to tell you but you messed up somewhere. I, I think the uh, mi- the Mr. Beer Kit was wrongly labeled that you ordered in the back. Yes, yes. But sorry, I was I've been dominating the. What have you been drinking? What have What have you been drinking lately? Yes, so um, I've been actually more on a porter and nice. stout kick lately, okay. which generally happens, uh, you know, on this during this time of year it's i'm in northern michigan it's balls cold here now (laughs) Uh you know it's just it's ridiculous uh winter is definitely is definitely here so what what i've been enjoying lately i found uh recently just this last over this holiday weekend uh the left hand brewery nitro uh milk stout Uh, i think i had that i think i've had that before yeah yeah, so th- that's a classic. Uh, that's maybe my favorite milk stout is from the Left Hand Brewing Company. Okay. But I really do appreciate the nitro side of it, too. Uh, I feel like you get a bit of a smoother feel to those beers. Is that uh, the, the glass bottle where you have to, like, force, like, throw it into the glass almost? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So okay. you, um, you you pop the cap off of it, and then you immediately just pour, just tip the whole thing upside down and let it just spill right into a, a glass of beer, and then it'll kind of build itself in the glass, which is right. kind of cool. Um, so that's good. But the, the other one that I've had recently, uh, two weeks ago, there's this little brewery in Sutton's Bay, Michigan, called Hoplot, and it's a great little brewery. Um, they've got some pretty decent food there, but they do some good stuff. They've got something 
on draft right now. It's it's a small release, which I love when these microbrews do that. Uh-huh. Um, and it's called the Lilanar Exchange. It's a Russian imperial stout with coffee and vanilla. It clocks in at 10.2% ABV. Okay. And it was uh, delicious. Like one of these like super smooth, really drinkable uh, stouts with the notes of coffee um vanilla you know it's just it's a a really decent beer and then you get the nice uh warm and fuzzy feeling from the high-end abv which just works well (laughs) in these in these winter months okay nice that's that's one of the things i kind of miss a little bit around here like i i get you want to make your beers for the local um i mean you're making it for the local people that what's what they're going to drink and it doesn't really get all that cold here. I mean, the high the other day was like 81. So, right, uh, right. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 the end of December. You're not going to get much. I mean, the, the nighttime temps drop off. But so you don't get a lot of the porters and the stouts and those kinds of things. And when you do, they're generally not all that great. Um, granted, I just kind of tr- or praised a little bit for that, that um, – double chocolate cake stout, which was actually pretty good. But for the most part, oh, yeah. you just don't get a lot of great, darker, heavier beers around here. And I get why. It just, I mean, you're making the lighter beers for, I mean, when it gets balls hot around here. And it just, yes. but there's a, there's a reason why no one thinks of Arizona as a great beer making state because it's not, it's all just light, um, light stuff, and then like you get like offend people when you tell them like it's it's not the beer's like you have some okay stuff, but for the most part it's not that good, and like people get like super offended. Like, I'm sorry, like if you went pound for pound like just best breweries in the country, Michigan is like at the worst top three. So it's like that's like where I'm coming from. So I'm just telling you like yeah, the uh, right. the variations just are not there, and so that that's frustrating. But you know, it is what it is. I guess it I... is, and and local people though they they need to just slow down with that stuff. It's we're not saying that the beer they're producing is horrible. Like mm-hmm. it's not we're not drinking a glass of piss, right? Like right. it's good beer, but that's what it is. It's just good. And yeah. yeah, in those warmer climates, man, you're just not gonna get the wide range of stuff. Yeah, um, it's maybe the only benefit of living in a four season <laughs> state. Uh-huh. Is the beer variety right at the end of the day? I say that because I'm I'm over winter at this point, and it really just kind of got started. You got dumped. <laughs> you got like, like another five months of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got another five months of this stuff, but uh, but yeah, you know, like I if I'm in a warm spot, I'm never going for the stouts. Not even you're never gonna see it. It's just gross to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you but, gotta be like you gotta have like your winter body. You got like <laughs> you just like kind of like you know sitting in the exactly. corner by a fire. It's like yes. you know, do you get a whiskey or a porter almost decision kind of thing? And so That's it, right. It's just Yeah, you don't have that. I mean, you got some and I can actually if you want to talk a little bit in a bit, I can actually pop open my fridge. I grabbed a whole bunch of like German beers I'm gonna review in a little bit. But um nice. yeah, I just there's certain days I'm just like, man, I wish I could go to the bar and get just a solid, just porter, and just kind of you feel like that warmth in your like your throat and your stomach when you drink it. You're just like, ah, oh, this is, this is great. Like instead, I was reviewing a uh, another Mexican beer. Like, have you have you seen uh, the Australia uh, Jalisco beer at all? 
in Northern? No, I have not. not okay, yet. so this is out of the the state of in Mexico. It's, maybe it's not called state, but it's Jalisco. Um, I believe Guadalajara is the capital. Yeah. Um, and this, it you know, it's bottled just like a Corona. It's got the clear bottle. It's got the painted on logo and everything. Right. Um, I'd never heard of it before, but I saw it. Like I bought it months ago, and then I saw it like advertised at a at a Dodgers game during the playoffs, and so I was like, oh, you know, whatever. Um, and granted, it, you know, it's kind of your one of the mill clear glass Mexican beer, and it's sure. pretty much like a a Budweiser push to bring up uh, you know a Mexican beer into the the growing Mexican beer market. Um, <laughs> right, although FYI, right. this beer was made started was first made in 1910, which is actually 15 years prior to Corona, so. Um, basically, they just have a really bad marketing agency, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's funny. So, um, Estrella, it, you know, it's spelled E S T R, like A L L A or whatever, or E L L A. I can't. I think it's two A's. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's Mexican. It's not Mexican. It's Spanish for star. And like, so I did a review for that beer, and then I went to a a, winter, a Christmas Eve service. And it was a bilingual service, so, so some of the songs were in Spanish, and you had like the the words for the songs on like projected boards. I didn't know like any of the words until it came to Estrella. I was so pumped. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes like, I know I that love means this star, one. and I know that means star because of beer. <laughs> there you go. Beer teaches things. Beer is Good the thing. answer. Yes, yes. So uh, you know, I have to. I don't know. I, I tried that one, and I actually stumbled across this beer from El Salvador. I almost feel like the the store accidentally got that by mistake because I have not seen it since. It was like a single can. and Oh, yeah. It was actually kind of good. Not even going to lie. Like, it tasted like a good Mexican beer. Like, if you took Corona nice. and you, like— did a an uh put, I put dream some, of like thought into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you did like an I dream of genie like like blink and it's yeah. like, <laughs> yes. like yes. and I tried it because I, I just assumed I'm like, okay, this isn't gonna be that great. And I was like, actually, this is a whole lot better than I thought it was gonna be. And it only cost a dollar twenty nine for the can, so Oh, you can't beat that. No, no, you can't. And I forgot to tell you, I tried a a Southern Tier IPA. Because uh, we've been talking about that Southern Tier out of New York. Yeah, I've loved everything I've had out of them so far. Or, like, better on the watch, too. Yeah. For for that company. I was a little uh, hit and miss with the IPA, to be perfectly honest. I Which isn't surprising, yeah. uh, honestly. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but, like, in on the label it says, like, with a tropical twist. Like, no, I feel like there might have been a, so... a super subtle hint of banana, but... I don't know. Weird. Weird. Well, I mean, you know, that's not surprising. It just seems like a typical move. You know, everybody's got to have the IPA. Right. I was just hoping that Southern Tier would would make it interesting. And they've done so well with all the other stuff I've had. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the only reason I grabbed it, honestly. It's called I. It was an IPA, but it's called New School. Like It's like N-U was one word and then S-K-O-O-L. And, okay. And um, I mean, you know, it, it wasn't like a bad IPA. There's a little bit of an like a funky smell to it. And at first, I was just kind of like, it's like my glass not washed right or something. But then I even I even looked it up online, 
and it was just like even said there's like a smell of funk <laughs> like <laughs> on the, the actual website from southern tier like this was their actual words i'm just like i don't know if, i don't know if funk is uh something you want to go for with that man like yeah i think you kind of messed up there somehow but yeah so i don't know i've just been going with weird just random randomness for drinking yeah, and I'm I'm probably gonna start you know getting into that because there's there's really only a handful of dark stout beers that I kind of like. Yeah. Um, like if I had to list them off, I like the uh, the Atwater Vanilla Java Porter. That's out of Detroit. Uh-huh. I'll pick that up. I like the Left Hand Milk Stout. Um, I, I'll I like these beers out of Hop Lot, but you can only get them at the brewery. I'm not there you know <laughs> often at all. Uh-huh. Um. I do like the maybe the one that I drink the most is there. There's Right Brain. That's a local company. They do a CEO stout. Okay. And that's you know that's okay. Um, it's good with the coffee, but again, it's it's more like some of these stouts are just boring. They, they kind of get into that IPA trap too. Yeah. There's guys that like stouts, and there's guys that like IPAs, and the people that swear by stouts, some of the stouts they swear by, I'm like, yeah, it's. I mean, okay. It's a stout, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. blowing me away. That's actually that's one thing that I'll admit has, has um, surprised me. So there's a uh, Santa Fe Brewing Company in, in New Mexico, and for the most part, most of the beers I've had from them, you know, they're not bad, but they're you know they're okay. But their Java Stout is excellent. I think I might have sent yes. you that. Um, I think I sent you a can of that, yeah. A can, right? I yeah, and it was fan freaking tastic, and it has like a ninety-nine out of a hundred rating on. I don't know who rated it, but it, I mean, it it was surprisingly good for a place in New Mexico. Granted, I think Santa Fe they get snow and stuff, but it it was it was well worth it. And I'm gonna assume it probably doesn't go that far east with the uh, no, distribution, no. but it was no. yeah. If yeah, you, I didn't. I never had it until you had sent it to me, and it was really good. Damn good beer for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, like excellent coffee flavor, and it was just. It knew what it was. Like it didn't try to like church it up. It just went with quality flavor. It's like yes. sometimes, like right. you can like like a burger, you can church it up so much, and like okay, that's fine. But like just a great tasting burger, you don't need super fancy stuff to it. It's just it's done no. right. Right. It's like pizza, but we had that on a different podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Right, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. And, all right, I'm uh, drawing a blank here. I didn't write it down. What was our next topic? (laughs) I can't remember, but all I I was thinking of this last segment was we managed to turn a a podcast about wine into one up here anyway at the end of it <laughs> yeah so there you go yeah uh-huh, wine drinkers this is all just our uh subtle effort to make to convert you onto our side of things yeah we got you <laughs> gotcha drink beer yeah that's the better that's the better alternative of the <laughs> of the two no i think the other one was maybe what we were into like uh pop culture wise oh, okay yeah 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 so you know i was just gonna throw out there that uh w- one of the things that um "Quote unquote Santa got for my daughter <laughs> uh-huh. this year was um uh there was this really good deal on the PlayStation VR system. Okay, it was like half off what is what its price is usually at, and I'm not usually you know into gimmicks that much, but uh, 
uh, I will say that I've been kind of impressed with the way that that technology has kind of been evolving. So oh, yeah. from like a pop culture sort of standpoint, um, that's been kind of interesting uh, to, to see that. I will say there's a lot of puzzle games, which is weird to me. Yeah, there's a lot of like sort of they'll just throw you into like an escape room kind of a thing. That's that's sort of like a trope. Uh, I'd like to see that you know technology kind of evolve a little bit more than than where it's at. Okay. Um, but but we'll see. And, and there's some problems with it. Like some people do get some motion sickness and and, and stuff like that. Like I've actually read things where people have it's been suggested to like take some dramamine before you even wasn't it strap into like one that of those for things, but... certain like even like video games like there's even yeah. warnings on the back of certain like like first person shooters like certain people with seizures and motion sickness shouldn't play or might have blah 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 so that's just right more right. extreme it's funny you're uh i know i have another friend that got a vr or playstation vr thing and they had like the skyrim game with it and they're like yeah this oh, is yeah. like the greatest like experience. I've heard, haven't played that one yet, but the the people that are into that one say that it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the move. It didn't come with like the move controllers. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think that one's enhanced with with that. Yeah, have probably those. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, there's there's a demo disc uh, that came with it, and the the games where you are essentially acting like a camera uh-huh for something else so in the one that i'm talking about you control this little robotic creature and it's kind of like a 3d mario type ripoff okay and you're basically the camera and you can kind of look around and then and then kind of control the guy with where you want to go right and it feels really natural and it is kind of a cool experience, more so than uh, the escape room stuff. Although my, my wife likes the escape room stuff um, more than, you know, I, I don't mind it. But I kind of like this third person camera controlling the other guy. That was kind of right. fun. Um, so that's, so that's like, kind of like you like playing God is what you're saying. Yes, yes. I like <laughs> I like I like playing watching over this thing and then also directing where it goes and, uh-huh. and what ultimately happens to it. <laughs> so I'm going to uh <laughs> This is a enter or interesting. I don't know what it is. But um so I I write for a lot of very different clients. And yes. they will come to me with um Hey, we want you to write about such and such, blah, blah, blah. And the, and it varies across the board. And sometimes it's like, yeah, I don't really feel like doing that. But then, you know, if they pay you, I, usually it's like by word. Then, then it's like, okay, right. whatever. And <laughs> this one company was like, so we want you to write, like, th- basically the description of virtual reality <laughs> pornography. I'm just like, oh, 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 oh boy. Oh, okay, man. You know, at first I'm like, I don't know if I really want to. And then they like, like they drop the sack of cash on the table. It's like, okay, I, I'm, sh- I can do that. I can write the. <laughs> the great thing with that this. stuff is you don't need to watch it. You know how it goes. Like, yeah, I, like I have, I've written probably maybe a, a hundred, um, of the videos for like a very, very prominent website. I've actually signed off like, like. 
letters of like I'm not allowed to disclose like what the website is or <laughs> like a lot of stuff. Like I'm not I don't even know if I'm allowed to really talk about it. I think I'm allowed to say that I do it in general. Yeah. So yeah, basically yeah. I yeah, I've never watched any I no, I I watched the first one because they they like sent me the video of um this virtual reality stuff. And okay. you, you can kind of get the general thing like you can like put the video on your phone and if you get like the, the Google cardboard or something like that. You still you can actually still like do the 360 look around and so it looks like that you you have like the same you're looking at what the person's looking at. And so yes. so I had to watch the, I watched the first one just to get the general idea of what it was. I tell you what, man, people are going to lose their brains in that stuff. Like, like, <laughs> they just go nuts with that stuff. I, I watched it once. I'm like, I can never watch this ever again. Like, I'm so, <laughs> I'm sorry. People are going to just become self, self-absorbed into this stuff. It's just like, it's out of this world, man. And just like, yeah. So, yeah, I've written a hundred of them. I wrote, I watched one and the other stuff. I'm just like, I, I think I can guess where this story goes. But like, you, you see one, you pretty much see other ones. Yeah, let, let me guess how it ends. I think I have a pretty good idea. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's very possible. If you have watched any of that, the description you read was yours truly. <laughs> was authored was authored by none other than Mr. Grayson Ferguson. Yes, yes. So that's <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Um, I don't. It's not something I necessarily disclose on dates or whatever. It's like, so what do you do, do for a living? It's like, well, I've written some description for VR <laughs> pornography. What do you do? I, I yeah, I help VR pornography sites uh, rank well in the search results. <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what it is. The great thing is, it's like it's like. Yeah, I don't watch these. Like, they'll send me pictures. I like they used to send me the entire like video file. I'm like, listen, you you do not need to send me that. Like one, it's a giant file. Like I don't have time to download that and put it on my phone, even if I was interested. It's like that no, is a big no. file. Just just they're I, large files, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, they are huge, huge files. I mean, it, it's like 360 degree high definition like instead of just like a one area it's it's the whole it's a whole room of high def it's a giant the amount of data that thing yeah it's it's ridiculous so then they're like okay we'll just send you like snapshots everything i'm like i don't need that just like just just (laughs) okay just send me like a headshot of the person so i know who it is like so if i know who was in it i get it (laughs) she probably does some stuff uh just what's the general gist of it basically they're they're like yeah like such and such is home from college, and and uh, his girlfriend's mom <laughs> is there by herself. I'm like, I that's all I need. I oh, can I take can it go. from there. I can. Got it. I I have I'll yet fill in the gap. <laughs> yeah, you gave me A and Z. I'm pretty sure I could. I can connect the dots to get to that yeah. point. And no consumer is ingesting all this content. Yeah, no they just need the content on the site. No that's one's. All. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. No one's actually reading the description. Do you think somebody goes? Although the, I'm sure it is excellently written. Oh, it is. Sure I have. It's fantastic. Oh man, I have way too like. <laughs> I because there's only so many ways you can write it without like a hundred of them without it being the exact same thing, and you get so right. bored with writing the exact same thing. I will. Like I wrote one, like a Dr. Seuss poem, uh, <laughs> and actually I oh, got like you good. get like reviews back from like the, the people reading. They're like, this is actually like the greatest thing I've ever ever read in my life. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She'll do it in a box. She'll do it with the fox. She'll do like like like. I mean, I don't know. Like I would have to like 
what did I watch on TV today? Like that. Okay. We'll, we'll put it in that situation. And it's just like, right. I, I had to basically make it entertaining for myself for me to be able to keep doing it. Otherwise it's just like, you. it'd be like if you wrote a book report and then somebody deleted it and like, okay, write it again a hundred times. It's like, Oh, yes. I can't do that. Oh man. Welcome to the world of freelance writing for anybody that doesn't know what, <laughs> what Grayson's talking about right yeah, now. That is yeah. exactly what it is. And actually that's one of the, the reasons why I even accepted to do it because it's, it was different from the, uh, okay, we want, you want you to write about this, you know, this, yes, I've written, I've done that every other time. Yes. SEO, everyone like, this isn't a new thing. Um, no. So that's no, what no. it's like, okay, well this is at least different. It's a different topic. Yes, I, I, I have the word facial a whole lot more frequently than I would in the other stuff, but minus the, the salon things. But, right. you know, whatever. It, it's in yes. there. It's in there. It's in there. It's in there. Some of the terminology, um, it's like, I'm so, I'm, I'm like, I'm actually happy I get to write this because, like, I'd never be able to say this any other time. <laughs> exactly. I, to do. I would never write this sentence, you know, anywhere else, ever. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, Man, yeah. I will. So I will disclose. I did do a little research, um, <laughs> and uh, and and I will say that I can definitely see where you would say somebody would lose your mind in there. Uh-huh. But here's the thing, though. One, those files are gigantic. Uh, two, I'm not about to just pay for this stuff. <laughs> oh, so right. I'm always just like, I'm just like, I'm gonna try it because it's a thing, and I want to see how this is. Uh-huh. And and so like it was like a super truncated. Um, you know, clip or whatever, right? So I'm like, I, I gotta try it. Everybody always wonders right. about that kind of a thing, anyways. And yeah, it's it's weird, but then at the same time, you know, it, and if you read other reviews from it, there's like some some people from Mashable and uh, a couple other publications out there that kind of you know you can get the sense. Everybody knows <laughs> what's going on yeah. and what it is, uh, and it's like. It's hard for me to be that detached. I still feel like I'm not, you know, it's it's not immersive, right, in my brain for me. So it still isn't like a, a I'll put it like it, it didn't do a whole lot, right. you know. But I can definitely see where it's like, oh, some people that this is gonna be like crack cocaine for some people. Right. I actually had to give them like pointers. I'm like, see what you guys are missing is the 360-degree sound. See, if, yeah, if right? you're next to my ear, I want it to be like like you're whispering into my ear. And like, I, so I had to give otherwise him like you, feedback. Yeah, it, otherwise it's like breaking a fourth wall, you know, in a, in a, in a weird movie where you're like tr- supposed to be the star of the thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, otherwise it's little details like that that just kind of keep reminding you that, okay, the whole point about virtual reality is that it's a virtual reality right that you're actually there doing those things right and the more things that you miss the more for somebody you know like myself where i'm just like it's just kind of yeah okay it's it's yeah i'm not i don't hate it but i'm also not into it to sign up and pay (laughs) stupid amounts yeah yeah i Or store the things. Like, what do you have to do? Plus, you got to do a lot of workarounds for at least the PlayStation stuff. There is, um, yeah. There's. So it's it's like what the fuck. Yeah, like some of it's just like 
Are you going to really download like that 20 gigabyte file to your phone? It's 15 minutes. Right. And that's like, that's going to take forever to get on your phone. Right. Like right. You, you will have to, you have to have like a gamer's PC to do that, which I guess, granted, uh, which if you have, a, if you more, have a gamer's yeah, PC, that's by a reason. So if you have a gamer's that is, that is PC, that's more fine. The that's fine. Right, I'm exactly. not hating on exactly. it. There's times that I wish I had it too, but yeah, yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. But just not for that. Like, <laughs> no. virtual reality is cool. VR porn, that is just some weird, not even weird. It's, it's just like people are going to lose lose their minds, especially like 10 years from now when the technology, because porn's always the first thing to adopt the technology. That is kind of one of the more interesting things is, is you can sort of see the trend from that. Yeah. The internet kind of took off because of it. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, I, hey, look, I'm going to sound like a major perv on this section of the podcast, but, <laughs> you know, there is, you know, the, in the dinosaur age of, of the Internet, I remember waiting for those stupid pictures to load, you, have you like know, like one line at a time, section. just do, 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 you're hoping <laughs> yes, your mom doesn't pick yes. up the phone to dial someone so that it kills the Internet connection. <laughs> right, <laughs> no, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Always the worst thing. The worst of it. Uh <laughs> I'll even embarrass myself on this one, but it was, uh, you know who it was for me back in those days? It was Kathy freaking Ireland, who I don't even think did much. She was like a, like a, it's kind of like one of those Cindy Crawfords. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was like one of those where, you know, like it wasn't even anything that spectacular. Uh People nowadays would probably like be pretty amused by, by that, that stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. Like the stuff that, kids nowadays man they didn't know what they don't know what they like we had to go through like no 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 can can i also i'll I'll add this onto it too i was also sort of um because it's it's it is you're kind of in it in there Uh you can tell how much like makeup is just caked onto these people oh yeah it was like whoa this person like it is you definitely can see the business side of it that this person is not, they don't look like that all the time. Let's put it that way. There's a lot of effort that goes into making these people. Look right. Like that. Especially, I mean, you, some of these people, you've got to be just coked out or drugged out so much. Be just to, do it. to force yourself yeah. into that. Some of that stuff, you're just like, oh, I can't like, that's just, why yeah. so many like, like adult, stars end up like offing themselves or dying in drug overdoses it's like it's not a yeah it's not necessarily there's, because there's... The, the adult situation is all just like we all just gotta get drugs everywhere it's like you gotta numb the <laughs> right. you gotta right. numb the mind to put yourself into that and then it's yeah just like, yeah i mean and i mean look this, this is speaking from like the 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 minute 45 or whatever you know i just to kind of just see what happens right and even then, it was like this person. Obviously, they're just not into what they're doing. And, and how fun is that? That's not fun at all. Right. Where you're right. just like, oh man, this person like they don't want to be here. It's like, and that kind of makes me not want to be there in right. this virtual reality kind of setting. It's just, I don't know. I mean, everybody's got to make money somehow, but it just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hey, make your dollar the way you can make your dollar. You're not killing but... anybody, so you know. That's, you know, whatever, <laughs> right. whatever, kind of, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, 
<laughs> they might be blowing somebody away, but in a totally different way. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that, but not in that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, we went down a rabbit hole. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that was definitely... That's what happens on wine night. That's why we only do wine night every... <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, yeah, yeah. you never know what's gonna happen. Uh, one of these, I still want to get just like some females in here to talk about. Like, if they were like, come on, VR porn. We know you guys have watched it too. Come on, come on. <laughs> talk, right. talk about your experience. Yeah, let's. You know, that's maybe more of a bigger conversation too. Like, let's not be so weird about it. I think the vast majority of people have probably. If they haven't watched it, they've thought about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll have to do, I don't know, figure out a way to get some just people out. Other, like, we're going to have a group discussion here. It's fine. Yes. Uh, be open. <laughs> right. You might learn yeah. a few th- weird things about the, your wife. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Hey, now now I've got the technology, so we can even we can even have a live reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like I said, it is—it was not—it was a pain to even get that thing to work. Right. You had to download something, format a file, save it onto a different drive. I mean, it was like this is just and like, on top it like, of it. It was like old school uh, having to wait for that single picture to download again. It, was, it really was. It, it very reminiscent of that. And I was like, this. Okay, I can say that I've—I tried it, and I can say that I wasn't like. In, it's not like a blown away thing from it. And uh, I don't really think it's that worth it, but if that's uh, what you want to do, then how you want to spend your money or how you want to make your money, then that's not my place to comment. <laughs> you didn't have to log on to LimeWire in order to download something. Right. Right. Exactly. No, no, I wasn't, uh, wasn't about to do that. <laughs> Oh man! So we definitely had multiple topics written down, and then I didn't write them down. And uh... yeah, um, and I didn't either, which shows how <laughs> prepared we are. For this. We were just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Okay, how about this? Um, we'll do a quick one because we got to do a third drink. How about we'll just list off our because this is wine and cheese. We'll list off our favorite cheese snacks, and just to call it a you know summarize with our last drink there you go okay. right so okay what, what is your last drink <laughs> my last drink is a gallo family vineyards cabernet sauvignon okay. again out of california they didn't nice. change uh where they were from <laughs> i do notice however on this third bottle that apparently they've been around since 1933 oh, look at that i don't really believe that but i'm gonna <laughs> let them just have it i don't know what they were probably growing something but it wasn't Wines for grapes in 1933. I found a lot of those places they did like cheese. Like they honestly made like cheese at a farm, and they're like, "Well, let's just start buying more land and selling nope. wine or something." That's that a very that's wine. a very Belgian thing too. Like a lot of those uh, like monasteries that do like Belgian Trappist and Abbey ales do cheese too. Yes, yes. I'm not making that up. That's actually so that's what I got. Cheap. That's <laughs> interesting. Why cheese? They'd have to have a ton of cows and stuff. I think it's just monks. It's like, okay, you monks are working the booze. You monks are working the cows. And we'll raise money for Jesus. Uh, you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this is definitely my favorite one of the trio that I've tried. Yeah. Is it drier than the this other two? Or is it kind of sweet? 
Yeah. It's a lot drier than the other two, um, but with a little bit of that silky mouthfeel at the end okay. of it. Uh, and a little sort of bitterness, kind of. So that that one, I don't mind that much. Okay. I actually like a drier, almost oaky wine more than the sweets. Yeah. I just, I feel like I get more of the actual wine essence. And like, you can, I like being able to taste the wood that it was like just absorbing the flavor from. Maybe that's just the, the, right. the beer fan in me liking the, uh, the woody dryness over the just sweet sugar. I'm going to have a worse headache in the world flavor kind of thing. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I think you could be on something there too. Um, and didn't beer kind of take that page from wine uh, with some of those beers? Maybe with some with of the, the uh, like with the aging. I know, especially and whiskey did too, because you can actually find a lot of sherry and just kind of wine aged casks. Oh, it right. It takes on some of yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the the wine notes to kind of sweeten it, um, kind of right. thing. But um, so. Th- the third thing I'm drinking is actually the sake. I was drinking this second, and then I decided, no, I should probably drink the champagne before it gets warm. And I finished a bottle of champagne yes. because it was you know, like three ounces. Because for some reason, people that make wine don't want you to get drunk, even though we are already talking about VR porn, so maybe we are. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I told you that this might be a great show, or maybe not. I don't know. But um, so I'm drinking. Right, you sake were warned now. before we started. Yeah, you were you were duly noted. Um, I'm drinking a silver sake. It's a uh, called oh Jesus, um, Gikaiken. Okay. G e k k e i k a n sake. So Gikaiken sake. I don't know. Um, We're probably butchering that, but yep, that's probably what we would call it. It was made on, or the the price sticker on it, if this shows you how old it is, how long I've had it, is from June 28th, 2011. So I have had this bottle for a while. Um, For a long time, I've aged it. It's an aged sake. Of fourteen point six percent. Warm or cold? Ah, uh, room temperature. I, I decided to cut room them. I actually poured yeah. it into my empty uh, wine Cabernet Sauvignon plastic cup, so it nice. had a little bit of the uh, wine flavor. At least the first time I drank it. But I'm on a couple uh, servings down the road now. Um, that's the problem going from beer to wine. You are uh, used to drinking at a certain pace. And then you realize, well, shoot, the alcohol content is much higher here. Than yeah. Me. You can't just sh- <laughs> pound down these bottles of wine. <laughs> this is I mean, you could. This is Pound Town, man. That. Welcome to Pound Town. Um, okay, so we'll just uh, we'll just close this off with our, our five favorite cheese things um, of any kind of cheese thing. Not in any order because we didn't do this ahead of time. Um, so... I will just throw out one to get it started, and I'm going to go with yeah. – I'm going with the Cheez-It, but I'm going with the extra-baked Cheez-It. I don't know if you've seen this at stores. It's a newer oh. flavor, but it's like your regular Cheez-It, but they left it in the oven a few minutes longer, so it's got that like extra like, – it's like a little brownish, but it's like – Yeah, oh, it's man. almost burned, but not yes, quite. Yes, yes, it is fan-freaking-tastic. 
And That's like the best Cheez-It right there. Uh, because, yeah, you'd always find like a couple of them in your regular Cheez-It box. And you're like, yes, it's got like a little extra crunch. It's not burned, but it's like just like something about it. And normally I'd go with the the Tabasco Cheez-Its because I like those. But then, man, once yep. they came out with these, I'm just like, these are on point. <laughs> those won the day. Yeah, and, and it's trouble because I will buy the box, the full-size box. And by the time I drive from the store home, it'll be gone. So it's kind of like. <laughs> you just crush a box. You got to buy two boxes. One uh, for the yeah, car yeah. One basically, for the <laughs> I need a to-go box. It's like, great. Yeah, I, just, I, right. I just ate 1,500 calories of Cheez-Its. So let's go. <laughs> Woo. Uh, man, I will. I'll be a, one of the first to admit that I have actually used Cheez-Its as a meal substitute before. <laughs> Where it's like, I don't have anything else. I've got a box of cheeses around. That's going to be good enough. Good enough until I actually decide to make something. And sometimes when you just eat the whole box, you're like, I kind of feel like I can't, I shouldn't eat anything else, <laughs> to be perfectly yeah, right. honest. Exactly. Yeah. N- nothing better than the cheese it. I'm going to go with uh, a good staple for me. I made this earlier today, uh, of course, because it's a college football thing. Uh, but the Velveeta Rotel Queso. Okay, dip, nice, big nice. Big fan of mine. Um, I, I usually I'm a big Michigan State guy. I watch that. Uh, I'll make that when I'm going to watch that game. I made it for the Michigan game this time, uh-huh. hoping that that was going to be a different result. <laughs> but well, they, they it, took a snooze the second half. They did, but uh, you know, at least I had some delicious cheese snack yes. to kind of help some of that frustration <laughs> some yeah not enough yeah well my four spot even though it's not in any order i'm gonna go with the grilled cheese that is such just like a great easy cheap it doesn't matter like you could be a hobo or um the iron fist you will enjoy a grilled cheese <laughs> right. sandwich right there's just something uh, about it like uh, do you use the uh Processed American cheese. No, I do. do I do not use Kraft Singles. I I will not okay. use that. I will spend the extra like fifty cents to buy some legit cheese. Like I just I can't yes. I can't do the Kraft Singles. I just no like, no. You I can like, dress up the grilled cheese. You can actually make this into a very delicious sandwich. Oh yes yes. See my my uh, for cheese for me. If I can't realistically eat the cheese on its own, like I'm not gonna buy it because that's normally how 80% of the cheese is, goes. Like I just eat it on its own because I just like it's right. in the refrigerator and I'm trying to decide what to eat and I'm just eating the cheese while I'm deciding. <laughs> just grab the cheese. Yeah, yeah, and like Kraft Singles, it's just like you eat it, you just like ugh, like, like <laughs> one of my favorite yeah. Simpsons moments was an episode where uh, Mr. Burns is trying to get something from his, uh, Grandpa Simpson. And Grandpa Simpson is at, like, doing something with Bart. And, and uh, Mr. Burns and Smithers, like, breaks into the house, and they have, like, suction cups, and they're, like, dressed in black. And they're, like, on the, the uh, ceiling in the kitchen, and Homer, like, sleepwalks in. And they just kind of they're they're waiting on the ceiling, and Homer like grabs something out of the refrigerator, and he sits down, sleepwalking at the kitchen table, and he just goes, mm, "99 slices of American cheese," <laughs> and you just see him like unwrap one slice at a time <laughs> until it gets to one, and it's like daylight out, and he's just like one, and Homer, I mean, and Burns and Smithers like their suction cups give out and they fall out. 
and they f- collapse. <laughs> and that was actually my most on Twitter. There was, I guess, like Cheese Day, National Cheese Day, and I, 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 uh, I tweeted this picture of Homer and the the, the the slices, and you could see Mr. Burns and Smithers in like the back corner of like this picture, and I twi- <laughs> I, I tweeted it on Cheese Day, and I tagged the Simpsons and Kraft cheese they both retweeted it and i got like 600 retweets and like likes oh like, there you go yeah i didn't get any new followers but you know whatever that's fine hey, i actually got an, i got an email saying my tweet was trending so bam <laughs> that's fine <There> right <laughs> two dudes in a six-pack didn't gain any new followers but you know i figured i'd try i tried right give it a good shot yeah if that doesn't work nothing else will no, if no. Kraft cheese, if Kraft like one of the top five biggest food companies, and The Simpsons retweeting your tweet doesn't help, well, I don't know what you're gonna do. Then <laughs> what? Then throw your hands up and be like, okay, <laughs> yeah, fine, 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 fine. <laughs> so, all right, what's what, what? What do you got? Okay, uh, I'm going with just a straight up block of pepper jack cheese mm-hmm. <laughs> for mine, um, is good, which man. is just another yes, which is just another guilty pleasure. You can buy a nice block of this stuff, and I'll just like I'll basically do the same thing as cheeses. I've also used this as a substitute for meals in the past <laughs> before as well. But you're on nothing else. But hey, I've got a block of pepper jack cheese, so all right, I'm good to go. I actually like pepper and, jack on my grilled cheese better than just regular cheddar. Yeah, yes, I I would agree with that. I I was gonna kind of ask about that too if you ever branched out beyond just like the straight tr- cheddar, but um, I I use pepper jack in mac and cheese, grilled cheese. It's, it's kind of like the go-to burgers, you know. Okay. Okay. I like the pepper jack. <laughs> well, I'm gonna uh, some some of the stuff that you said. I'm gonna get back to later, but I'm gonna throw out the goldfish just because I think that's old school. I think it's one of yeah. the probably the first real cheese snacks most people got into. At least for me as a kid, is like if like the family had goldfish on hand, it's like oh man, this is gonna be a good day. This is gonna be a good day. <laughs> like I like me some right. goldfish. Cheese it kicks the crap out of goldfish now, but. I think it's got more flavor, but I will not turn a blind eye to the goldfish. No, nope. Um, I would go with the, sadly, I don't know why this works, but I like the cheddar cheese and peanut butter cracker sandwiches. Okay. I don't know why the orange, it doesn't really even taste like cheese that much. No, I dig it, man. But this is like a thing, right? People actually put cheese on like their peanut butter sandwiches or something. I don't really know, but uh, that's kind of where I was at. I, for me, it wasn't so much goldfish, but it was always those orange, supposedly cheddar crackers, yeah, yeah. you know, with with the peanut butter in there. I'll actually, I still buy those when I'm planning a long road trip, and it's like, okay, I don't want to stop at McDonald's every like three hours because then you just like you just feel disgusting and fat and gross the entire time. I'll right, buy like snacks right. so I can avoid that and also save money. And that's one of the things I get is like the the cheddar cracker with the peanut butter in it. And it's just that's like, right, it's yeah. Just, it's that's just in there. Three sleeves of cheddar and peanut butter. That's another meal substitute right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I feel like uh, the, the thing you said I want to say for number one. Um, it might be your number one too. So okay, number two. I'm just gonna go with the string cheese. 
string cheese. That's that's like it's such a kid snack. Like I feel like I should be eating like orange slices at a soccer game with it. But it's just like it's so perfect. I will still buy the package of string cheese and totally yes. enjoy it. And I don't have kids. It's like I don't care. That's fine. No. It's it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Totally fine. Yeah. Uh my next one will be the um I like the surprise cheese. Specifically in like a breadstick. When you bite okay. you take your breadstick, you bite in the breadstick and suddenly there's actually cheese inside the breadstick. Okay. Usually it's like mozzarella. Uh-huh. But that's that's like my number two right there, where it's like I thought this was just gonna be a regular standalone breadstick. Uh-huh. It's actually not. It's got the cheese right in the middle. I'm like, this is even this is better than a lot of other things. So when they came out with the uh, the pizza with the stuffed crust with the cheese in the crust, you were all you yes. were all about that. Okay. I was I was digging that. I was digging that. I actually I think it started with maybe for me it was like the Bosco sticks. Okay. These are things where you could like on road trips I used to go up north because i would live in uh flint and and lansing down in lower michigan and we would call going north we'd call that up north so we if ever i was going up oh yeah north up north you know yeah yeah, we would stop at gas stations and they've a few of them up here have got these things called bosco sticks which are basically just breadsticks with cheese in there Uh yeah once the the stuffed crust they they then incorporated that into the actual pizza itself and it was like this is i I like what's happening here (laughs) yes yes (laughs) society is progressing right exactly you know i i didn't think i'm gonna have to i have to throw in an honorable mention just because i forgot to uh throw it out there but i'm gonna go cheese curds i'm gonna throw out as an honorable mention I yeah, didn't, I didn't those even think to about be. it. Just because it's basically just deep fried cheese. I mean, how are you gonna go wrong with that? I don't understand. Right. It's always like mozzarella deep fried. Maybe there's got to be a consistency. I don't know why you can't get some pepper jack deep fried in there. Because I feel like some deep fried pepper jack cheese would be amazing after a bar night. But uh, yes. you know what are you gonna do? I was visiting a friend in Milwaukee, and ooh man, I tell you what, you can get some some bomb ass cheese curds in Milwaukee. Oh yeah. But um so my number one, it's gotta be mac and cheese. I mean the cheese is one of the main uh titles. I right. I I love me some mac and cheese. I uh, I like it a few different ways. When I was in college, I used to just get the regular uh, like craft mac and cheese, but I get like a can of spicy Mexican tomatoes and I'd mix it up. Nice. And that was yes. I loved that. Um I like the mac and cheese when it's the shells instead of the elbows because I feel like the shell absorbs more cheese. Like, you get the little – it's like a mini bowls of cheese yes, in yes. your bowl. I, I don't know why that's not the go-to noodle over the elbow, but who am I to like dictate what all that is? Um, yeah, it needs to be. Yeah, I like experimenting with different mac and cheese recipes. All the last time I made it, the person that ate it said it tasted a little bit like meth. And she would know because she's had methamphetamine before. So I was yeah, like, "That's pretty specific." Oh well, okay. Because there is a the recipe called for a little bit of um, uh, pepper. I'm not pepper. Uh, uh, dry mustard, and apparently the dry mustard tastes kind of like meth when you're smoking meth. So it's like, well, I'm sorry that you've smoked meth and now you've ruined this this amazing mac and cheese recipe because there's like a four cheese. Although I, one of the cheeses was like a smoke cheddar, so maybe the combination of smoke 
and smoke mustard? plus the powdered mustard maybe I but those know. are two really good things i know smoke flavor and powdered mustard that is <laughs> those two things together should not equal meth. this taste like math no and that's the no, problem it though. it's not like somebody it's not like some random ass person be like yeah it tastes like meth this is somebody that's like smoked meth before so it's like it's not like there, there was like, it's like triggering for this. Yeah, meth yeah. Addict. It is. Was like, like, like. I can't eat this. Like, I just what? I just. You do not know how long it took me to make this. This is like a six-hour mac and cheese thing. It's like it tastes like meth. It's like, God. Oh God. This is why, for me, yeah, mac and cheese is is has to be the number one. Because yeah, it's got cheese in there, but it's so versatile. Yeah. You can do anything with it with whatever cheese. I totally agree on the shell noodle. That is the noodle. Yeah. You yeah. use all the noodles. The only other one that I would also prefer, shell is first, and then it's the penne noodle below that. Okay. And is, then eventually oh, you get to yeah, the okay. elbow. I don't mind the, uh, the the twist noodle either. I feel like that's got yeah, some decent. Yeah, the twist noodle's okay. Yeah. But yeah, and then you can just add even a, a bunch of other stuff to it. Like, I like... Uh, there's a place here, the Blue Tractor Restaurant. They do, it's like a smokehouse. So there's a good uh-huh. pulled pork sandwich. But they'll also do their own homemade mac and cheese. Right. And they'll throw some of that pulled pork in with it. Okay. And that's really good. But I like the mac and cheese because, yeah, you can basically just mix and match so many different ingredients with it. I've never gotten to uh, math yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've not gotten that reaction, but... That, yeah, that hurt my soul a little bit. Um, a little bit. It's like, okay, well. Especially when I you guess... spent so long making it. This is not like, like a craft mac and cheese. This is like, okay. This no, is like... no, no. But although on the flip side, this is one of my proudest mac and cheese moments. I didn't actually make it. So it's not my mac and cheese moment. But uh, my, uh, the ex, um, whatever, um, came from Georgia and... Mac and cheese was like a main um, staple for like all the holiday things. Like the grandmother would always make mac and cheese. She'd make mac and cheese, but then she'd also bake it in the oven. So it was like a, almost like a spaghetti bake, but it was mac and cheese right. bake. Yes. And um, and then I took her to this place. It's called uh, Slow's Barbecue in Detroit. And um, one, she was kind of ashamed to admit that one. This was it tasted better than grandmother's mac and cheese. Oh, that's a big and, admission right there. And two, um, Travel and Leisure named it the best mac and cheese in the country. I'm just like, I'm sorry. Verified. That, I'm sorry that you, uh, your southern roots just got bested by D Town. Like hockey <laughs> right, exactly. hockey town just just like slapped the puck out of you, man. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Don't mess with the D. No. Especially if it's a no. VRD. Right, yeah. If it's a VR, a VRD mac and cheese somehow incorporated into it, just won't have the same effect. Yes, yes. Thankfully, I didn't get the, this tastes like meth until years later, but, yes. you know, what are you going to do? Right. I'll research it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> what does meth taste like when you smoke it? Yeah, right. I'm just doing this for research. Um, it tastes like smoked mustard. <laughs> okay, all right. right, right, okay. 
Next time, oh, okay, you need to give me a rundown of what all your drugs taste like so I can, like, avoid that. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, if any of these things are going to trigger any of these reactions, you know, just go through the, the, the typical list. Marijuana, <laughs> cocaine, ecstasy, methamphetamine, apparently. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> that is... Uh, it's kind of incredible, though. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, no mustard smoked cheddar for that one. <laughs> no. Well, to be fair, I'm not talking with her anymore, so that's how much I was offended by the methamphetamine comment. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that <laughs> is like, that's ground for just... on my mac and cheese. No. No. And I'm calling BS on that it tastes like meth. I don't care. That's There's just not a thing. Yeah, no one's ever been like, I like meth because it tastes like mac and cheese. <laughs> right. Or I can't eat mac and cheese because it tastes like meth. That's not. <laughs> that's also not a conversation that usually happens. Yeah, yeah. Or because I don't, maybe because like I don't have teeth because of meth, because of meth so I can't eat your mac and cheese. That, <laughs> right. That, that maybe I'd buy, but. Well, I'm going to even call it BS on that because you just swallow the damn stuff. You know, <laughs> it's just noodles, it. man. Yeah. Right. Gum that. Gum it. <laughs> just gum it. That's it. It's delicious. Right. Yeah. Meth didn't kill your tongue. You still taste that shit. Yeah, yeah. You're a meth addict. You're living in a corner. Just eat it. Just gum it. Right. Enjoy it. Right. Exactly. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Well, we totally forgot what our final topics were going to be, but that's fine. Um, that's it. Yeah. yeah. We're going to we're at the 2 hour mark, so we're going to call it good for this episode <laughs> of Two Dudes in a Six Pack. Um we you'll be getting this uh, probably mid January, early January, but we have so much amazing stuff coming to you in the next couple months or next couple weeks. We will, I promise you, have our official website out either the very end of January, the very early February depends on a few things that we're fiddling with but you're gonna get uh, some great content then you'll actually have that rss feed that you can subscribe to so it'll be easier than going to the youtube um and all that stuff so it'll be uh, so much easier for that and then we'll have some great just blog and uh, whatever and we'll have uh some fantastic book stuff you can download and it just uh, the whole nine yards and we got more stuff going up on YouTube, so just stick with us for the next few months, or stick with us forever. Um, but we just got some great stuff coming out to you the next few weeks. And uh, 2018, the year of the dog, is the year of Grace and Chris and two dudes in a six pack. So there you go. This yes, is, this is the year to stick with us. I promise you. Yes. And um, yes. I can't tell you when it's going to happen, but we're going to have some huge announcements to make. By the end of the year, I know that's 365 oh, yeah. days, but huge. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just, there, just it's already in the works. Just, just prophesizing it, so just stick with right. it. Right, right. Um, yep, yep, yep. Uh, we haven't discussed what the next podcast is going to be yet. We'll figure that out, and we'll get it out in the next two weeks or so. But um, Chris, do you have anything else you want to add for this new year, new everything episode? No, that's it, man. Just stick with us, because uh, like Grayson said big stuff coming yes <laughs> so anyways yeah thanks for hanging out with us thanks for spending your time with us we really appreciate it i know it's uh, youtube's kind of pain in the butt but don't worry it'll be out to you on the normal podcast world very soon and yeah for now just uh if you'd like subscribe stick with us and we will catch you guys on the flip side so for chris and myself we 
will catch you all later. See ya. Thanks for listening. All original music is by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. If you can, please rate, review, and spread the word of Two Dudes in a Six-Pack.